Okay. Love it. Ooh, get Ooh. those sweet water pours in sweet, there. Sweet, sweet water. Our sweet guest water is pours. pouring his water into a mutant em- <laughs> yeah. enemy. This is our this is our new um, opening where we do foley <laughs> on the air. <laughs> That's two cold <laughs> brews at once. Two cold brews at once. Guys, we're gonna save that. <laughs> now we're gonna save that <laughs> sound bite. Two cold brews at once. I think you guys are gonna be shocked by my notebook situation. Uh oh. Look at what I did. Tiny baby <gasps> notebook. Tiny it's baby. like if you took a legal pad and put it through the honey I shrunk the kids. Machine. Yes. And I was doing my nails halfway through it so you can see exactly where my nails started being wet, <laughs> which is about at the beginning of pangs. The nails seemed to have turned out fantastic. Thank you so yeah. much. You went for a dark red. I went for a bright red. Oh, I had a bright red and then um, realized it didn't suit my skin tone. Mm. So then I went for a plum, actually. Yeah. You can no, it's a good, it's a good, it's got bloodish. It's blood. I must yeah. say, it, it, it looks more like blood than, I'm, it's, it's very buffy. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like I'm I'm channeling some Drusilla yeah, vibes right Drusilla now. Drusilla realness. Mm-hmm. Drew your realness. I'm going to see what I can do with this. Yeah, adjust yourself, Kelly. We I played will. musical chairs right before starting recording, so Kelly's got to make it. If we seem really out of breath, it's because it was I mean, for an I didn't hour. have to move, so I'm golden. I know. Ryan just sang. You, you're just like, do, 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 I do kind of want to have a Snow White day. I'm feeling it. Like I, I want to sing. I want birds to mm-hmm. land on my finger. So we'll see if I can make it happen. Great. I sort of feel like Pokemon, I mean, it isn't Snow White, but you get that feeling of like interacting with the animated yeah. Creatures. Yeah. So it, it hits me in the Disney Princess. I started um Pokemoning. Ooh. In Montana. You... Let me tell you, there are not very many Pokemon in Montana. <laughs> but you probably get ones you would never see out here though. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't been playing for long enough to compare accurately. Okay. I will say that the SeaTac airport has a lot of um drowsies. That's interesting. I think that's genius for an airport mm-hmm. like anywhere that you're stuck waiting a, do- a waiting room yeah. at a doctor's office mm-hmm. it would make it feel so much better they had like a thousand pokey stops everywhere and so i was just like walking around getting some pokeballs and shit cool yeah. yeah did you join a team have you pledged allegiance yeah i'm mystic okay why what are you, are I'm you on, guys i forget what it, i'm on the yellow team that, I, no wait instinct I don't know. I think it's yeah. I'm a dilettante, so I have not yet reached the level where they ask me <laughs> to join a team. Well, <laughs> so I'm feeling out the teams. Yeah, yeah, okay. And also, I'm just, I'm really bad. Like, I get into something for like five minutes, mm-hmm. and then I get bored. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already kind of bored with it. Yeah. Plus, I came here uh, last week, and Meltdown is a gym. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, obviously. So, uh, I was like, oh, I'll go in there and see who's fighting. So, I got yeah. in there with my little po- who had like, whatever that health thing is cp mm-hmm. i was i was like 200 and then someone came in and they were like 2000 oh, and i was no. just like all right this is not gonna go well yeah <laughs> so you'd have to find a gym in a place where people are dilettantes yep. like me. uh lincoln montana That's the, place. the person holding the gym is like 200 level 200 <laughs> <laughs> let's all go to montana yeah let's all go there um cool <laughs> oh my gosh kelly sorry I haven't Do had you enough need to eat coffee. your banana? No, I had my juice. Okay. Did you know my banana says to go? <laughs> it's not a Chiquita to, to eat in. Most, most bananas are to go. Yeah, yeah they are. That's one of their best well, qualities. if you order it to stay, they peel the entire thing for oh, you. Oh, would be so grossed out. Like, if you were like, I'd like a banana, and they're like, we're here to go. You said we're here. And then they started peeling it for you. Like, <laughs> they just oh, break it apart with their hands into bite-sized They, like, pieces. mash it. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Give you a spoon. Cool. Mm. 
Do you eat from the top or the bottom? Oh, the top. I'm not evolutionized, right? I go from the top. Yeah, you I was raised going from the top, but when I like make my when I'm trying to do it efficiently, I do it from the bottom because it's faster. That's what uh, monkeys do because yeah. it actually see the like veins and stuff. It'll peel right down those veins really easily. Yeah, you peel it from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only because someone sh- I saw it on Na- National Geographic or something. I didn't come up with it intuitively. Uh, apes like to do that because yeah, you could already. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm pinching it. Just, it. Oh. it wants to. Oh, you might have opened the bottom. I opened the bottom. It's a whole new world. <laughs> this is going to be a banana booth. I'm not, I don't want to eat a banana in the booth. It's okay. I'm I don't gonna... mind the smell of banana. Really? No. I mean, there's bad. It's not in the category of bad smells. I was in a zoo uh, at the gorilla. Like this was many years ago when I was a child. And I still remember the smell. I was over in the gorilla area. And I guess they eat a lot of bananas. But it just smelled like turned bananas oh. and their poo smells like bananas yeah what a yeah mess. i think you were smelling poo i think i was smelling poo, yeah. <laughs> poo does smell like, bad you're poo-poo. right <laughs> banana poo yeah yeah don't eat too much of any one thing <laughs> if, we, if we can teach you anything today don't have the gorilla diet welcome to another episode of hellmouthy i'm one of your co-hosts kelly nugent and i'm another of the two co-hosts ryan mogi I like that you mentioned two. Yeah. Well, sometimes I just say I'm another, and it just sounds like I'm one in a string. Mm-hmm. But I'm the other half. Keep going for like hours, yeah. and then I'm well, another one of the co-hosts. I do have a fear that one day Colin will be on the show because he's a four Peter, and that he'll come in and just say, "And I'm another." <laughs> well, he has, he has, he has tried to do the welcome to another episode. Yeah, I, like, I think that's him. I like that you pulled out the word four Peter. Yeah. Four Peter. Yeah. yeah. It's just gonna keep going. Eight Peter, going. nine Peter. <gasps> oh wait, he's a five. Oh, he is. We have, a, we have a show that may never... It may never see the light of day. <laughs> so It may never touch your it should be beautiful like ears. Pokemon Go levels. When you reach like a six, Peter, you become a co-host. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that means we need to really stretch out Colin. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need to pump the brakes on that, C-boy. Um, I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. Hi. Hey, baby boy Colin. <laughs> no. What's important right now is that we have a very special guest. Um, a first-timer. Yeah, first-timer. Buffy fan, um, comedian, overall <laughs> improv nerd, uh, Pepper Berry oh, is here. Yeah, everyone welcome. Calls me that. Ugh, I know. So tired of it. Everyone, <laughs> everyone calls you. Oh, it's comedian, overall improv nerd, Pepper Berry. And you're every like, oh my time gosh, you guys, walk please. in, it's like, oh gosh, <laughs> I'm more than just my improv nerdiness. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Pepper. Oh, thanks. I, yeah. lo- I like the I like the podcast. Anything with Buffy. I- Oh, I enjoy. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, cool. And we're in that special club. Yeah. <laughs> and these are kind of interesting episodes in terms of the mythology of the show and of the season. Because mm-hmm. a lot of things that have been laying underneath the surface are made explicit in this episode. So it's mm-hmm. kind of fun that you're here for yeah, kind I had, of a big arc. I did my, I, I watched my two episodes, but then like you can't just watch two episodes. No. <laughs> I haven't like watched the entire, the entire series um, since, uh, I mean, I watched it when it came out and then mm-hmm. I repeated it. A couple of years ago, okay. I went through every single one of them mm-hmm. again, and then, um, but watching these two, I was like, oh, I have to go back and watch the beginning. I have yeah. to see where I'm, remind myself where I'm at yes. in the whole overall arc, so I could remind, see who's coming and going and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you have a, a Buffy story? We always ask, like, how what drew you to Buffy when you watched it the first time? What do you love love about it? What- oh yeah. Um, well, I was, um, I'm a, like old school Buffy fan because I was there uh, when the movie came out mm. so I would love the movie and then when the um, 
series started out, I heard about it from my friend Marnie, who kind of already talked like that. <laughs> and so she was like, I found a TV show that talks just like me. <laughs> and so I started watching it the very first season it came out, but it was like, I was, it was already probably like four episodes in, but she was mm -hmm. like, you have to come over and watch this show. And so I would go over there every, whatever day it came on yeah. and we would watch Buffy and order Pink Dot. Because oh, uh, Pink, Pink Dot was like brand new too. Yeah. And so we were, we what were, a heady time. It was crazy time. So I, I was amazed. I was amazed by Pink Dot. And so I would order um, a can of Coke and M&M's. That's yeah. it. And it, for those and of they you, would bring it to yeah. the door. <laughs> yeah. And when they left, I would call again. I was like, could I get another can of Coke? And then they would bring a whole can. I didn't care that it cost so much money. I was no. just like, this is ridiculous. Someone will bring me a can of Coke. It's amazing. So for you, if there's any kiddos listening, mm -hmm. before before smartphones, mm -hmm. before all these apps before where you could have anything. Uber, yeah. Food. Yeah. What is it called? Uber, Uber Eats. Uber okay. Eats. Before Soothe, the one where they come over and give you massages. Before all of this, <laughs> some genius came up with the idea of on-demand I guess you could call it grocery, but they also do sandwiches and stuff. They did everything, yeah. Yeah. Think of it. It's like... It was like an ordering from a 7-Eleven and they brought yes. it to you. Oh. Takes that the worst part of 7-Eleven, having yeah, to walk there. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it's interesting. I don't think they had it where I grew up. I think it's LA. It was very LA. Oh, they did? It started in LA, I think. Well, then maybe I was just living in a pink dot free world i think it was like la city people okay not we too... were a suburb we <laughs> no were offense suburb. to you no no no, no 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 worries um i guess i was dreaming of a of a pink dot life well, and i was obsessed especially when i was younger because my i had family lived in claremont california so we would visit southern california we'd drive into the city of la so i was obsessed with like the life of an la urbanite mm -hmm. before i got to move here and then became one i guess mm -hmm. Um, and so I was obsessed with Pink Dot. I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. There was a movie called, I think it was called Party Girls starring Parker Posey where there's a whole Pink yes. Dot subplot. Oh. And I was like, oh, I want to be Parker Posey. Yeah. I'm it, not. But. It was like one of those cra crane um, arcade where you put the cord and you try to pick up a toy. Yeah. Because you never knew also what you're going to get because sometimes they get your order wrong. Uh -huh. And sometimes they just bring something that, and it would be like a jug of juice. And be, I was like, I didn't order that. And you're like, you know, just take it. <laughs> so, and you got that like I almost every order. You'd get they'd have an extra thing, and they just like, oh, just take it. Like, All right, cool. <laughs> so you dream. would call in and then place your order. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's we cool. did not. Gosh, we didn't have that. Yeah, not we in would, Torrance. Yeah, we'd walk to Seven Eleven. Mm hmm. Which was uh, cool in its own way, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'd walk to Tucker's, which mm -hmm. was right around the corner. It's, it's like I, a Seven yeah. Eleven. I actually think there was a Seven Eleven close to Marnie's apartment at the time, but mm -hmm. we still ordered from Pink yeah. Dot because it was because <laughs> it's on But she was the one who got me into it, and then she, we were actually like waiting tables together at the time, and then she left to go work um, to become an agent. She went to work in a mailroom, and then became an agent, and ended up uh, representing almost everyone. On Buffy, except, That's crazy. except, 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 Sarah, except yeah. for Sarah oh. Michelle Gellar. Oh, interesting. Like That's her, crazy. Her, her agency represented yeah. everybody. So, like, I immediately got all these Buffy toys sent to me. Ooh. She's like, here so you go. Cool. Like, <laughs> That's so cool. That's exactly the kind of thing you dream about when you're, like, drinking that can of Coke, watching on the couch, working mm -hmm. fading tables. You're like, someday we're going to. Yeah. It was hilarious. Work with all these I people. I thought it was too funny that it turned around like that. It's <laughs> crazy. All right, but we are in, we're going to talk about The Initiative and Pangs today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to talk about in these episodes. So let's try to go chronological. Riley. Is that cool? Riley is in both. He's, yeah. Yeah, we can we can go chronological. <laughs> or we can talk about I am character by character. dying of thirst. Did you get that for me? 
No, it's been in here. No. Would you like some water? Yes. Okay. Do you I prefer that I don't, I don't do it from? This I thing? don't mind how, it. All. How do you do that? I don't know you how to bite do it. that. So, oh no, I'm not gonna bite it. You drink it from the bottom. I'm gonna like, <laughs> you like peel it. it from the bottom. Peel, peel the camelback from the bottom. But you can have the rest of that water. I'm gonna be okay. There's ice in my. <laughs> there's ice in my cold brew. Is it better? You just sounded like um, uh, you were giving up so much. You're like, it's fine. I'm not gonna be thirsty. There's ice in my cold brew. It'll melt, and I'll have some more water. <laughs> I don't know why people say I have a martyr complex. It's crazy. <laughs> They're just like. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> I love this person that you're being right now. Who is that? <laughs> My mom. <laughs> Mother. Um, okay. But yeah, Riley. Yes. And we get to see a very different side of him in, in especially this first episode, because before this, he was very, um, he was kind of the voice of reason and the voice of conscience to Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like he would show up when she was having trouble and give her advice a lot. Mm-hmm. That was or tell her how things are in college. Yeah. Um, whereas you kind of get to see that he's a little bit clueless, too. Yeah. That, like, he, in this episode, I think, makes a, a stronger argument for him as a love interest to her than mm-hmm. anything that had come before. Yeah. And I would say also, like, um, so we've seen, like, kind of two ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. with Buffy's love interests, which have been, like, we're fated and we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And it was love at first eyes laid upon you and then there's parker who's like nefarious purposes and disgusting in this episode yeah oh yeah he is foul (laughs) i hated him but this is also like the um this is like all her love interests yeah come together Mm -hmm. it's like this is where you see them and that's it because i was like when i saw that they were all standing there and then Mm -hmm. like when uh angel shows up and later stuff i was like wait is that Everybody mm-hmm. and I went back. I had to look. I was yeah. like, "That's it's just yeah, the four. Ev- yeah, yeah. Everyone's the there. They're yeah. all lined up. Yeah. Um. But then we see also Riley, who's like kind of in the middle, right? Like they're mm-hmm. not faded, and he's not even sure he's interested in her when he first. I mean, he kind of is underneath, but he's kind of like, I didn't really get why he didn't understand that he was into her. I think because <laughs> he is. I think he's very um, like uh. Mr. Military guy. Yeah, he's military and he sees things like very like rationally and practically. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he's intrigued by a weird girl, like he doesn't put together what that means. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that he's ever encountered a weird girl. Because when he figures it out, his pals are just like, yeah, we knew that. Yeah, obviously. Everyone knew. <laughs> like, all, Forrest is like, that's why I've been talking about her yeah. nonstop. It's hard to see life through those bangs. Mm-hmm. Oh, those Gosh, bangs. those like center parted, <laughs> like curled oh. inward bangs. It's so sad. It's so bad. And when you see all his, when they go, when you see the base, everyone has a military hand, yeah, haircut, yeah. except for Riley. But he, he's, <laughs> he's pulling rank on that haircut. He yeah. is. Like, <laughs> though they just call him agent. I mean, they I make know. it clear in this that he's the leader. Forrester yeah. accuses him of pulling rank, but yeah. he doesn't have a title. I know. I feel like they're yeah. kind of just like, I don't know, we're our own special thing. We have our own <laughs> special ranks. He's a senior agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time Forrest gets a name. Mm-hmm. I don't think we, or Graham gets a name too. So he <laughs> has like a line. Yeah, Graham. He just kind of like scowls. He looks like he wandered in from like Melrose Place. Yeah. Because he's almost like too good looking for mm-hmm. some, like, oh, yeah, like yeah. classically good. And you're mm-hmm. like, what are you? All right. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'll have like a line. I don't remember. I don't even think I caught their names. That's true. That's mm-hmm. They did get their names then. Finally. Finally. Those <laughs> nameless waiting. friends. First, there was John Benet Ramsey. Then, there was Jonathan Lipnicki. Then, there was John Wilkes Booth. Already being deemed a modern classic. Do not be alarmed. 
Make no indication that this advertisement is compromised. We are the Mission Commission, a cabal formed to subvert the worldwide government. Each week, we lock two unsuspecting geniuses in a room and force them to invent, solve, and innovate. Ensure humanity's progress. Subscribe to Your One Mission on iTunes. Your program will resume shortly. Tune into the Nerdist School Network. Exclusive listen to Johns with Johns. And now back to your podcast. I have some thoughts with the words that Riley uses. Okay. Like, he keeps calling her peculiar mm-hmm. and also uses the word courting. He which does. doesn't I... seem like something a teenager or I guess, what? how old is he? Yeah. yeah, he's like 20. He's a, he's a TA, so he's yeah. going to be a little bit older than yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. So he, like, I don't he's know. undercover, so he's probably yeah. 45. <laughs> he's 45 years old. <laughs> so he's like Cordelia. Yeah. He's like doing undercover. What's I, it like to be at UC Sunnydale? Yeah, they imply through Riley on this show that Iowa is stuck in the 1950s. Yeah. yeah. Like they imply that if you grew up in Iowa, you just like don't know about anything that mm-hmm. happened yeah. after 1965. Like That's, you don't know about yeah. Woodstock. You're just yeah. like, oh, before. Yeah, yeah he was... um. I expected him because I remembered that he made a reference about where he grew up to mm-hmm. a painting and I forgot and thought it was Norman Rockwell. Yeah. Or Thomas Kincaid for some reason. In Thomas my, Kincaid. That's what I thought. We have talked so much about Thomas yeah. Kincaid in, in, I guess it maybe wasn't Tall, Dark and Broody, but I feel like we've talked more about Thomas Kincaid <laughs> right, we can let him in go. this room than I've ever <laughs> talked about Thomas Kincaid. <laughs> so t- it's that kind of room. Um, but yeah. He does say courting, which is a weird thing. The whole guy talk thing that they're doing, mm-hmm. the three of them, it kind of rides the line between like being gross guy talk because they certainly aren't. Yeah. They're not talking about Buffy in like a. I mean, it is very objectifying of her, but it's also kind of so bland and kind of corny that it doesn't feel offensive. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just I think kind the of... writers are trying to make them talk differently than the Scooby gang yes. just to show that they're more mature and they uh-huh. have this, they're from this different place. And it was just kind of weird dialogue yeah. <laughs> it's like they did it's like they weren't comfortable writing when people aren't yeah. that well, using the, yeah. scoobyisms well the way they were writing reminds me of like the way that steve carell's character in 40 year old virgin like is talking about sex like they're like man she's so hot i'd put her in a basket yeah. <laughs> like, it was like very <laughs> like boobs feel like yeah <laughs> oh. and they be he mistakes him saying her name for it being like yeah she's Buffy. And yeah. I was like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> it really doesn't. It doesn't work. Um, but then we cut from this guy talk mm-hmm. to Spike in a cell. Spike with his foundation lips. He's not feeling well. Yeah. <laughs> He's ill. <laughs> they want to. They really powdered those lips up to make him look real sick. Yeah. I guess the reason that one wall. I mean, I, it's also a television show. But the reason one wall of the cell is glass is so that they can be observed more easily. I think. But so. can't they just put cameras in the rooms? I mean, they're trying to save money. Okay, yeah. they do have cameras sure. in the rooms. Remember, so he looks over. Glass? Well, the, the the glass wall did have electricity going through it. Oh, that's so maybe right. that's okay. why they needed something yeah. con- conductive. Yeah. Conductive. Do you do yes. that with mice? I guess you do. You have a gla- like they're in glass aquariums mm-hmm. and you do experiments on them. Okay. Yeah. yeah so they're watching. Thanks, guys. I, I, You're welcome. Plus, I'm guessing it. it was it was kind of uh, I forget when it came out, but I'm guessing they were trying to do the whole Hannibal Lecter thing. Yes, mm-hmm. it felt it felt Hannibal Lecter, and also uh, like in Roswell, they do a very similar thing—a mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. white room. But mm-hmm. I think it probably came after this. It felt I don't very think like Matrixy, which I, Matrix mm-hmm. came after, but it felt like it yeah. had that very like this is a futuristic place kind of vibe. Yeah, they did a great job of making it feel like nothing in Sunnydale and nothing at UC Sunnydale. Yes. Like it, you—they could have been another planet. It felt like it was mm-hmm. just yeah. so different. 
It was um, so different. Yeah, Max, actually, Matrix was that year. Yeah, so maybe it was oh, maybe like it was something yeah. in the zeitgeist. Yeah, mm-hmm. they all they all. Yeah, Whedon did a lot. He would like mm-hmm. bring in stuff that was like, I'll just work that in. The yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's cool. I'll I, do it. I think it was a few episodes. Well, it was probably the end of the season mm-hmm. where you see her doing like Matrix moves. Yeah, yeah, she no, does. Was, she like, does incorporate yeah. a lot of Matrix. She, moves. Yeah. I think it, the the canon is that Buffy watched all the Matrix. Yeah. watched Matrix. Yeah. I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna add it to my training. Um, also like, we see a futuristic version of what we see here in like Cabin in the Woods. I feel mm-hmm. like, um, when in those cells that they're holding yeah. all the like like that's just like an amped up version mm-hmm. of the initiative. I feel like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I true. think Joss Whedon mm-hmm. likes that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it is a cool way to play with these kind of more earthy legend tropes mm-hmm. with modern science. Mm-hmm. And I think it works effective, effectively in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, especially just, with yeah. the later reveal of Riley's status as an agent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Walsh's position. Because then it makes more sense of why she's such a horrible teacher. <laughs> Yeah, she's a terrible. horrible teacher. Terrible teacher, <laughs> and like it, it makes sense why she's such a horrible teacher. But Riley keeps singing her praises. Yeah, like, he's like, she's great. She's so great. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, it's because like you are militrained, militrained, militrained. Yeah, that's what they call it. <laughs> Step in line for your militraining. <laughs> Speaking of sort of militrained, mm-hmm. uh, this is, and we see Buffy do this more and more. But she really acts like the general when she tells Giles and Xander, you guys are on patrol. I'm going to do this. This is how it mm-hmm. goes. Like, she yeah. really is the boss of them. In a way, in high school, I think she deferred to Giles a lot more. Yeah. And now she's like, I'm the I'm the head of this operation. I'll tell you guys what to do. Yeah. But at this point, is this, I didn't watch the whole season, but on this rewatching mm-hmm. it, Giles isn't her watcher right no. now, right? No. He has been fired from the watcher's yeah. council. Okay. So she doesn't watch her list. Yeah. She, and then she told the watchers council to go screw. So she's without a watcher, but he's still kind of hanging around. He doesn't really have a new purpose. We see him in sweat clothes a lot. Like he works out a lot. He goes Mm -hmm. on dates. At this point, (laughs) we were probably a few episodes away from him. Her asking him back. Am I right? I mean, um, she goes back into training. If I remember right. Oh yeah. Yes. She, she had, they have, cause he was about to leave. I think. I'm getting. Yeah. I'm jumping ahead yeah, of the yeah. episode. I'm think, trying no, to I'm wrap trying my to head around. I'm trying to wrap my head around where we're this at. This season, I don't remember super fully. Yeah, when she goes back to school, or when she goes away to college, or away when she starts going to college, I think she tries to separate herself from the training in a more aggressive way. And then I yeah. think when right. big things come mm-hmm. up, she realizes no, she still needs. To yeah, because she, she gets her needs... butt kind of kicked. I yeah. remember that she needs yeah. a coach, and so she has not gotten to that point. So yeah. right now, she's just she's kind of cocky. I mean, because. Even cocky. though I said she's like the general ordering run, she's going to a party. Mm-hmm. She's not. Yeah, yeah she's not she's, strategizing yeah. in her bunker. Like she's taking the night off. And also, so because she's kind of assigned Xander and Giles to go do this thing, they're also feeling kind of bored and unneeded because yeah. it's like it's kind of felt like they're just set yeah. to kind of I don't know jerk off in the dark or something. And you know, it's just like go <laughs> go do this thing. Well, even Giles hanging out at Xander's house mm. was like the was saddest a, thing. Like, weird. I mean, yeah. though I've done it because, you know, sometimes I've had friends who are much younger and you just like hang out with them and you're like, oh, no, we're a different place. I mean, I've never been in someone's basement. Okay, okay, hold upstairs. on. I'm going to go ahead and put a pause on this. <laughs> uh, uh, no, okay. I don't have any friends who are in high school, but like I've had friends, like made friends with people through jobs or whatever mm-hmm. who like just moved to LA or like just fresh out of college. They, their life is just different. Yeah. And 
it's weird. Yeah, like no, people no, no, who still yes. pre-party, and I'm like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll go, but you're sitting there and yeah. people are doing shots, and you're like, what? I don't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Or like, like people will mention thing, things, um, like, I, like they'll be like, oh my, my dad has to put money in my account or something yes. like that, and I'll be like, oh. Must be nice. Right. Or like you're in a, we are in different places. Yeah. Like, cause like for me and it, actually I'll see that. Oh God, Denise, I love you. I'll see that a lot with my sister where mm-hmm. I'm like, I would never even think to ask my parents. Like, that's like my last thought to, to be yeah. like, oh, mom and dad. Like, it's not for me. It's like last thought and last resort. That yeah. means that I've like done everything. Mm-hmm. If, if I get if I and I've had to do it. I've not had a perfectly financially independent adult. I've had to do it as well. Um, But like that is the last call I want to make. Whereas my brother is like, yeah, (laughs) I love you, Stevie. Um, (laughs) But like it and then maybe it's a youngest thing or like younger Mm -hmm. thing. But like my my brother is more likely to be like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to make rent. So I just ask mom for money. I'm like, wait, but yeah. Yeah, it's different. It is different. I mean, I also live in a much more expensive city, so. Mm-hmm. I, my mom couldn't subsidize my life. <laughs> it would be too. That would be unfair. That yeah. would be an undue burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's weird when you're just like out. And I feel like Giles is getting that though. He is kind of enjoying it. And Xander's mom is the nicest Xander's mom will ever be. Yeah, has yeah. been or will ever be. I don't even know if we hear her voice ever again. No, it was just so funny because like oh, no, we Xander do see does her. not have a nice mom. Yeah, we know this. We know that his family sucks. But his mom's ready to make. Maybe she's hitting on Giles. Oh, she's making those moves. Raspberry. I mean, what would you do if Giles was in your basement? Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> You'd be like, come up and help me with the raspberry jam. Yeah. I'm going to need some wait, jam. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it was fruit punch. Fruit punch. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I need some strong British arms to stir this fruit punch. <laughs> oh, man. You never, I don't think you ever see this, the, the Buffy having a job again. I mean, she's like doing nothing. No, we just see her. She gets a job later. Remember? Later? No, I don't. Uh, I know she got a job at some point, but Double the... Meat Palace. Yeah. yeah, she works as a fat at a fast food restaurant for a little it's while. It's like one for... of her lowest yeah. points. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but in the in start between, of college, start no. of college, she's doing nothing. As yeah. Usual. She, no. So it's like, she's, where are you getting yeah. money from? What are you doing? Oh, I yeah. guess it's Joyce. Is just I mean, yeah. It has to be Joyce. It's but Joyce that... does not invite her to Thanksgiving, no. which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. That was so weird. Why didn't she invite her? But no, she says that her mom's out of town. Her mom's at her aunt's house. Yeah. So what? Like, what was yeah. that? It's it not is... like if she's like, my mom's going to her boyfriend's family for Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. if my mom was doing that, I might be like, peace, mom. Enjoy. Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah, you go enjoy that Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm going to hang yeah. out with my friends. But like, yeah, she's going to her aunt's house. Yeah. Buffy's yeah. aunt. Yeah. Buffy yeah. is more obviously more than welcome. I don't know why she didn't bring Buffy. Yeah. Joyce is uh, renegotiating her contract. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying she's like renegotiating her relationship with her daughter in the college environment. Um, her daughter doesn't have a job. So maybe she's trying to be like, yeah, okay, like, yeah. figure things out. Yeah, Take this time. Yeah. Like, where does Buffy even have money to shop at Ralph's? Yeah. All right. We'll get to it. I mean, there's that art, sweet, sweet uh, art studio. What, is, what does she have? Art gallery. She does have the it's art gallery. Sweet, sweet yeah. art gallery money. In the, in the, I think uh, season eight, the comic book, the first comic book, she robs a bank and to fund her entire army. And then I was like, there you go. Yeah. Finally, what, we've always Finally what we always wanted to know where you get your money from. There you go. Because also, yeah. How is Giles affording that sweet apartment? Because that's it's a, a nice two apartment. level. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a nice place. Spanish revival. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks great. Yeah. 
but we don't know how. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe the Watchers Council paid because he did have two. Did he have like a, a severance? Severance. Maybe pay? he lived off of his library teacher's salary. salary and then just invested because that's the dream, right? Yeah. Mm. That's yes, because the then he's got yeah. some <laughs> exactly. Never catch a chick. Never catch a chick. Jay Leno. <laughs> Stocking that librarian money away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, In the sweet credit union you get when you work in public school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's probably got like a great pension. Oh, well, he didn't retire. Oh, that's right. He just he left. Just I mean, well, the school is gone. Yeah. So, oh, that's true. Oh, maybe and he gets some like emotional that. support, oh, like yeah, emotional damages. In this, in the lawsuit, because someone's got to sue that mayor. Oh, that's going to happen in Sunnydale Nights. Someone oh, okay. is suing that. Like, we're we're pitching a spinoff of, Sunny, <laughs> of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer called Sunnydale Nights. That's just all about the bureaucracy in Sunnydale. <laughs> it's like, about like, like the coroner's office, the coroner's the, the, office, the police. The police. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's the overall like issue I have with a lot of the episodes is just they never. I don't think they ever really address for my for me why no one talks about what's going on in town. No, it's crazy. It's like you talk about it in these isolated. Um, little situations, mm-hmm. and then it's just forgotten by the yep. town folk. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, sh- every there should be signs like warning vampire area <laughs> right, everywhere exactly. you go because everyone sees them. Or it should be a ghost town. Yeah, mm-hmm. like no, people wouldn't live there. I mean, that's one of the things that like a show like X Files <clears throat> or a show like Supernatural, which also do the Monster of the Week kind of thing, they're traveling the country. Mm-hmm. So in yeah. every city they go to, that's the first time there's been a Skinwalker or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. And then they just leave the town and the. In the destruction. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so you can imagine that after they leave, someone's picking up pieces. Yeah. Whereas every week, everything's new at Sunnydale. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Which, I mean, the only time I ever saw it addressed was uh, at prom when they gave her yes, the award, which, which I'm sweet. so, at, at first I thought you guys, when you were asking me to do it, I thought uh-huh. it was going to line up with that episode. I was oh, like, no. oh, don't make me watch that. I cry at the end of that episode every time. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> okay, no <laughs> tears in this one. <laughs> no. There were no tears in these episodes. Um, um, I mean, oh, there's military guys in the hallway of a dorm. Yeah. No fallout. And they yeah. do like, they kind of do that thing where they explain it away with like a couple of lines. Like I remember um, when uh, the vampires attacked the school and the police show up and um, the principal's there, uh, Snyder, and he's like, um, you know, like cover it up. And he's like, oh, gas leak. Should we just say it was a gas leak? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I guess they're actively covering things up because they were, I guess, instructed to do so by the mayor. Right. Um. But the mayor's gone now. I guess yeah. people are just used to being like, mm, that's a weird yeah. thing. I mean, I think it it does play into, you know, the horror as metaphor of being of being a teenager growing up. Because there mm-hmm. are certain things that are realities of adulthood mm-hmm. that we all just deal with every day. Yeah. yeah. That like when you're younger, you just don't know about them. Yeah. I mean, even just like the, I mean, I guess some people do have to, I guess it's one of my privileges that I didn't, but like you grow up not necessarily knowing how many murders there are every day. Yeah. Okay. And then this is only, okay. Hold on. We're, I'm going to have to put a pause on this because Ryan thinks there are way more murders than there actually are because I turned her on to the podcast, My Favorite Murder. It's a great podcast. Everyone it's a fantastic to it. podcast. <laughs> favorite Murder. It's oh, so no. good. So good. I was listening to it a lot in Montana when I was going mm. on runs. It's, no, that's scary. I was running like in rural areas, and there would be like one person coming toward me, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" This okay, but there are, kill me. there's enough murders for them to talk about murders every week. Yeah, they talk about murders, and every they don't week. even talk about boring murders. They no, only they, talk about exciting ones. They or talk interesting about ones. really insane murders every so, week. I think that's one of the things that like those things exist. Mm-hmm. Do and people we have to go in and pitch their murders? doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> people do pitch their hometown murders, like the oh. murders from there where they grew up. 
But it's those kinds of things. Like there are horrors of the world that you don't, that adults, we all just like have cognitive dissonance in order to get through our days. Yes. I mean, yes. Right now we could probably come up if we were brainstorming, let's not because it would make us all sad. But there's probably 15 horrific things happening right now in the world Mm -hmm. that we, in order to have a podcast where we sit around and talk about Buffy and laugh, we have to like Mm -hmm. put away in our brain. So I think there's some level of that happening with Sunnydale. But I don't think it's even, I mean, that's the, those are the huge events that happen. But I'm just talking about the everyday like your car gets broken into, oh, a vampire jumped me on the way home. It's like that should be going on in Sunday all the time. Yeah, it's like, like that should be the norm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like everyone get in before sundown because, yeah. or, you know, right. getting here because oh there's vamp- we all know there's vampires walking around. You know, around this a, place. a world that makes more sense is actually the doppelgangerland world, mm-hmm. which is like the the result of the wish where we go there and then everyone's kind of like, you don't go out at night. Like yeah, you, don't you don't wear, wear bright, bright colors. colors. You don't yeah. like whatever. I think that actually might be more realistic than what's going on. Yeah. Well, also enrollment at UC Sunnydale would be very low. Why are because if are you're in another like, part of, of California, you are not go- all maybe scholarship. It's scholarship. <gasps> that's and- how Buffy can afford shit. It's oh, oh that's true. interesting. It's all scholarship, and it's the it's the easiest UC to get into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. That's true. Because you would like. Mm-hmm. But we're also talking about a world where people in camo and war paint walking around a college <laughs> campus and no one sees yeah. anything. It's like, it's like, we can, like everyone can see you. You're like hiding behind a bush. It's you not so that crazy. dark out. No, you guys are just not. walking. I mean, why are they in war paint? I know. Why? Why, why are they in war paint? Why? It's like you should walk around like a normal person yeah. like the Scooby gang does. Yes. Yes. Keep it like a concealed weapon. Yes. It's fine. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are army guys. That's like you can the, yeah. keep your it's weapons the, just yeah. underneath your your shirts. Um, it's the nineties. You could wear cargo pants yeah. and fill up oh my pockets. Yes. You're fine. You could even they could even honestly they could wear their army pants mm-hmm. and just wear a different shirt. Yep. And People did that. No to my war school. paint. And it was the nineties. All the clothing was super big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hide a bunch of stuff. You could even get like one of those army surplus like you get an army jacket. You could wear all that. You just t- take the war Nowhere. paint needs to uh, go. No. It's gotta go. It's so weak. <laughs> it was like kids is like I, every time they come on I was like you're like children playing army yeah yeah on college campus yes. yeah and nobody's saying anything no one's saying anything they, they're like oh that was like a weird prank okay also and I I lived in the dorms for a little while and maybe I'm just a weirdo in my I mean I also think there's lots more murders apparently mm-hmm. than there are but when someone knocks on your door that's closed in the dorm. You get up yeah. to answer it. You do yeah. not say come in. Like if it's open, because sometimes you would in dorms you would leave it a little open and like people could poke their head. Like that's what you're. That's when the door's closed. You're saying mm-hmm. no, no, no knock. Yeah. yeah, or knock and I will come. Mm-hmm. Like something is happening. If the doors, because usually at least in my dorm, like the doors open. Yeah. If you yeah. want to talk to people, like you just leave it open and my door's always open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's how you socialize. Mm-hmm. I mean I guess Willow has her best friend in the room, so maybe she does it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also again. You're in Sunnydale. <laughs> yeah. You don't say, come in. Right. Yes. It could be a vampire. In which You're case, so right. it was. It was. <laughs> oh, my God. No, the first, the one I'm talking about is Riley. Oh, yeah. right. When yeah, she's Riley all depressed on the bed. And then she's, he says, which was one of my, Riley's winning me over. I yeah. haven't told no, you no, this, but I'm like, no, I, I, okay. Wait. I've, I like Riley more than I've ever liked him in this episode. Yeah. Like when he's. When he says, gee, I hope I'm not interrupting anything depressing. Yes, that was yeah. really so cute. funny. That was really funny. And when he, I think he really charismatically sells the moment when he comes to the realization that he likes Buffy. And he's yeah. like, well, I guess I just didn't like hearing him talk about Buffy that way. Like, yeah. I liked yes. him in that moment. I don't know if I'll continue to like him, 
We'll see. I, we'll see. <laughs> Here's <laughs> hoping. <laughs> Maybe you have a Riley Renaissance. I think also, <laughs> also, and I think that if I were watch, because I, I watched mm. the show, I think having like, I watched bits and pieces of it before I did a full rewatch. So I think by the time I saw this episode, I knew where they were going with Riley and Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time, but now when I'm watching it, I kind of ship Riley and Willow. Yeah, I, I like I, he's I can see that. so sweet mm-hmm. and he's like good at talking to her mm-hmm. and he, and she is like enjoys kind of like giving him coaching him. Yeah. I just like, oh, you guys are cute. And yeah, I like their little teamwork it, at the yeah. party. I'm glad I didn't get invested. I'm not going to get too invested because that does not play out. <laughs> does at not all. Play out at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it was sweet. It was like, oh, and it kind of gets her out of her funk. I think she's able to get her get him. He's able to get her out of her funk more than anyone else. Yes, that we've seen so far. So it was really nice. Yeah, I really liked their interactions. I like I like the parallel that that he they wrote in that she's helping Riley out from mm-hmm. her bed, and then later it's Spike. It's like yes. almost mm-hmm. the same scene. Yes, <laughs> oh god. Um, so we also have Return of Harmony in this episode. Yeah. We first, see Poor her putting Harmony. up a unicorn poster. Unicorn. Unicorn poster. It's not quite a Lisa Frank. But no. <laughs> I saw there are officially licensed Lisa Frank leggings. Whoa. And like t-shirts and tank tops and stuff. Oh, I saw that. I, I made. Thing. There's one where like if your legs are together, it makes a cat face <gasps> on your thighs. What? I know. I know. What? So maybe we oh order these and God. wear them every Sunday. Oh <laughs> I don't know. I'm just <laughs> just falling. That would be lovely. What she's saying is that she's ordered you. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> I excited. Hope you are excited about it. No, you know me with cat stuff. I'm into it. Yeah, it's not really related to Buffy at all, but no. Let's whatever. Do it. We could just say it's like a harmony thing. Oh yeah, it's a harmony ref. Um, poor harmony. She has she... a tough app. Yeah. Though Okay, I say that, but she also figures, you know, when Spike leaves her again, mm-hmm. she gets she figures it out. That he's a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. She burns all his stuff. That's yep. like she's really getting over him, mm-hmm. which is good that she's not, yeah. you know, dwelling. Yeah. And then the funniest slap fight. Yeah. The best fight. <laughs> oh my god! With Ugh. the music like yeah. swelling, and they're just like, <sighs> oh, oh, oh. it was so good, and it was so self aware of the show, mm-hmm. which I like that that Buffy will do that in bits and pieces, but it doesn't over t- overtake the show. The show mm-hmm. isn't about a show. It's not mm-hmm. a show about a show about a girl who fights vampires. Mm-hmm. But moments like that where the music swells and it goes to slow-mo. Yes. It was hilarious. It was so funny. This was like when, this is when the season, like in the in the whole arc of the show, this is when it started, like from watching it when it first started, this is when it's, they started to kind of like feel their oats. They're like, yeah. oh, we can start to do some stuff now. Mm-hmm. And then this, it started, I think this is like the peak of their popularity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is when they had their most viewers. And uh, I just remember them being so thrilled when they started doing mm-hmm. crazy funny stuff. Yeah. Well, there's so much fun to be had, I think. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it is a show that's pretty serious a lot of the times yeah. and yeah. dramatic. Because I can't remember. I, don't, I still think this before they switched networks. Yes. Yeah. They did that after five. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then it really started getting kind of crazy. But I, yeah. that's why I loved it. Yeah. And it was like, um, it was also fun to see like these two characters who often feel ineffectual. Mm-hmm. And we get to see them being ineffectual mm-hmm. in a very like like tongue in cheek, dr- like fake dramatic way, which was um I don't know, it was I felt like it was like layers on layers on layers yes. for that. I, I really liked that. Yeah. Um I mean and then I started shipping them. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Xander and Harmony. They would have so much hate sex. Yeah, I, th- I don't think Xander could get over someone being a vampire. 
He's got yeah. yeah. Yeah, he has too many issues with that. Maybe if he fell in love first and then found out they were a vampire. Yeah. Okay. But like yeah. he can't He can't go into it knowing. No. Well, um, plus Harmony was horrible to him. Yeah. I mean, as <laughs> she a human, was she was all, horrible. all that high school stuff coming yeah. back. Yeah. No. You can't get into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, though I did okay, so we spend most of the episode not knowing how Spike in the White Room or Spike in the cell and all of this focus on Riley and his friends. What mm-hmm. they have to do to each other with each other. I mean, it feels like kind of mm-hmm. disparate storylines, mm-hmm. and then in a fairly smooth way, it all gets pulled together mm-hmm. because they are members of the initiative. Yep. And I felt um, like it was really well done of them continuing their banter about Buffy and crazy naked sex, which we can talk about that too. <laughs> um, and like all of that just went so smoothly, mm-hmm. and then the reveal that they're military and and part of this program, and then reveal that. Walsh is the head of it. Yeah. So like they did it really well. Yeah. I mean, they well, they brought the world that we're familiar with into the initiative by like talking about Buffy mm-hmm. while they're literally like descending yeah. into yeah. this complex. Yeah. That's the one thing I miss about rewatching it is mm-hmm. that feeling you had when yes. you first saw it. You're just like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's why it's some in some ways when we're doing the show, it's fun. It's almost more fun to watch the episodes that I haven't watched a thousand times, the ones that I've just mm-hmm. seen it a couple times and rewatch or however many times and rewatched. Like, it's yeah, really good. Yeah, I, for me, like some of the episodes, I'm like, wait, I think there's like a twist here, but I don't remember what it was. And I'll be like, wait, no, what is that? <laughs> no, no. Oh my god, I think I love this show. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um. But also, like, I just, I, Professor Walsh. What a! I do not like her. No, she's a dud. She's a, oh, interesting. I don't like her. I think she's doing that part, like the acting. I think it, like, I oh. think she's a good villain. No, yeah, I just don't like her character. Okay, well, when you said a dud, I was like, do no, you mean, no. Like, the I think the performance great. is great. Great, yeah. Um, but I just, I don't. She's so cold, but yeah. also she can like, but can still cut you like a knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's I so think because we were saying before, like when she was she was doing that as a teacher because she mm-hmm. was really military. But then when yeah. you see her in the military thing, she's still an asshole. Yep, mm-hmm. no, she's a dick. <laughs> yeah. Like someone, like she's saying something, and someone just says one word yeah, or something. Uh, she's like, "Well, it's going to take me twice as long if you keep interrupting me." Yeah. It's like it was one word. Yeah. yeah, and also it's like, well, now it's taking three times as long because you had to include that quip. Okay, <laughs> yeah, this if is why time military training. Military-training. Military-training would not work on Kelly. No, because I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, now we're... Okay, I'll just wait while you disappoint me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought there was a time crunch, but I guess not. Yeah. Mm, Okay, I guess we have time for that. Um, No, military-training would not work for me. Um, Um, And we also have... And this is... It was a little bit underlined, but I think because it's in the middle of this huge twist, it's mm -hmm. not too egregious. I think I know what you're going to say. When uh, Riley says... How how could Buffy want to be with someone who by day is normal person, average and a, Joe by day, average Joe by day, and a demon hunter at night? Hmm. If we weren't in the middle of a huge mind blowing twist, it, it, it would have been, been very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but and because I've seen it before, I was a he- but I was okay with it. But it was kind of a it was like a a line. I guess they can use it in the previously on mm-hmm. for the rest of the no, season. I, do you if think they, they do that? Do you think they we'll like find out next week? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like, do you think they like? Do that on purpose sometimes. They're like, oh, this will be good for the previously on. <laughs> I wonder. I've, I mean, I've only written spec pilots that no one bought. So I don't know what it's like in the writer's room. Maybe you do. Um, there was a, he, he kind of is very like expository-y too um, when 
She's like, does the implant still work on Spike? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. he can't hurt anyone. He can't bite anyone. He can barely even hit anyone. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, I think some of it is, especially back then in the pre-Netflix world, mm-hmm. is that you people really would have t- turned it on at commercial break. Mm-hmm. So you had to be able to like get people caught up. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, if you know people are going to binge it, you yeah. don't ever have to do catch. You don't have to do expository ever. Mm-hmm. If you watch an episode of Daredevil from the middle of the season, you're gonna be lost, mm-hmm. and no one cares. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, it was different writing. Um, and it and as much as it was a little hamfisted, it's true, and it's one of mm-hmm. the things about Riley that insecurity. Mm-hmm. He thinks is he thinks his insecurity is like, oh, I've got these secrets. But mm. his insecurity around <laughs> Buffy is like a key component of their whole relationship. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that comes back again and again um, throughout their relationship. Yeah. And his insecurity takes a form of like a currently unknown unknown yes. for him. Like he doesn't realize that he can feel the way that he will feel with mm-hmm. Buffy. Because right now he's like, I'm so like super powered right now. Yeah, I'm I have a, I'm a secret superhero. What am I going to yeah. do? And he yeah. doesn't know like the girl that he's interested in is a way bigger superhero yeah. than he yeah. is. Yeah. Which is not his fault. She outfamed him. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little. That's tough. <laughs> Sorry, you're Sorry. just in the military. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you learned all this. I was kind of given this gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um So when they're at the party, there was yeah. like a uh, when when um, Xander comes and like takes her away uh, and then they're hunting Spike and yeah. she decides that she wants to be bait for Spike uh-huh. and they're and Riley pulls rank on yeah. for us and it's like, no, I got to get her out of here. Um, I did like that exchange where they're both trying to get rid of yes. the other. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> because they all both have secrets. Yeah. It was it was fun. It, it was, was fun. It's a great button on the thing. It's like, well, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I gotta yeah. go. Yeah, with the scream. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it made me wish that we had gotten to knowing the truth about Riley, because knowing the truth about Riley doesn't take the episodes before the initiative and give you a second layer to them because Uh-oh. he's not really playing that part mm-hmm. of it. But if we had had that from the first episode of the season, there's a lot of fun to be had there. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we only kind of get it for a little while of yeah. them playing the two sides and us knowing about their secrets. Yeah. Before they know each other's secrets. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess that was a spoiler, but whatever. You're Guys. saying that it could have been the whole season? Yeah, I think it, it could have been have, fun if it, it was like the all. first 10 episodes. Yeah. We knew Riley was military. So everything he said to her had multiple layers that we, that we were, as viewers could pick mm-hmm. up on that yeah. she wouldn't get. Because she's not going to assume some friendly TA is a, has a secret life. Yeah. yeah. Well, she doesn't even know about the initiative yeah. at all. I so, just think it could have added a fun layer for longer. I mean, we got yeah. hints of the initiative. And- well, yeah, because we don't have very much of, of this fun, like, dramatic irony, basically. Yes. Um, well, and seeing how, seeing someone who is completely unrelated to the culture of Slayers mm-hmm. and how they deal with demons. I think there's something really interesting in that. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of the fun, like, old versus the new. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, yeah, like, myth versus, like, right. and science-y. Yeah, and ignorant of each other's methods. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he's learned about the Slayer in his military training. Mm-mm. He's coming in kind of cold. And so he has these strategies and ways to deal with it. Like Buffy, and it's not her style, but she's never thought about studying living demons. No, that's like not she didn't her. even study Oz. Like she had a werewolf 
mm-hmm. that she had access to, and no one was doing experiments on him. Not that they should have. <laughs> that would have been. That would have broke up the friendship for sure. Maybe, but also we could know so much more about werewolves. Yeah, yeah. like we she could have like, just had him like run on a treadmill or something. Sure, like no one was even trying to find a cure. I mean, and if we're gonna talk cures, oh boy, if Riley had a friend that turned into a mouse, someone in that science lab would have fixed it. Yeah. yeah. Or at least been like turning her back and forth like 10 <laughs> times. Yeah. Not just keeping Did her. Did they ever a... say what their, I don't think the initiative ever says what their end game is with while they're doing the implants. Oh, the implants. I yeah. mean, just like to are, keep them from is biting. It a, is it a catch and release program? What's going on? It's like, interesting because they don't. Yeah. The feral cat thing. <laughs> you clip their ear. I mean, maybe they have caught wind of the idea that, yeah, maybe they're not into killing. Or maybe they want to understand what it is that allows a demon to be a demon. Yeah, I think it's it's like a tracking thing, kind of, right? Right, but it's like, a catch and release program. Whereas if you didn't yeah, release, if yeah. you just if you do it the way Buffy does it, they're well, they, neutralized. Their thought isn't to release, right? Because remember, they're freaking out that he's gotten yeah. away. So I think it's just, I, well, because you know how it keeps them from biting. I yeah. think it's to prevent them from like over the the demons from overpowering the oh the scientists yeah so then they don't want to get hurt because they they, do things to them right so they can eviscerate them yeah because i kept thinking i was reading way darker into it that they were eventually going to use these on like humans like criminals (gasps) or prison systems and stuff like that and they're just testing it on these demons that they can throw away but that makes more sense that they're just doing it for their own protection i don't trust walsh not to do that yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel be, like she would do that. And when she and when you're getting funding, at least what I know from movies, <laughs> you always have to pitch people on all the uses of mm-hmm. your science. Like no mm-hmm. one just wants to give you money to do science. Yeah. People want to so, know the long term yeah. effects of what you're doing. Because she um, does teach human behavior. She does. She just doesn't practice it, according to Buffy. <laughs> A human that. being in pain has nothing to do with your job. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, and now we're getting to. Probably my favorite scene of the initiative, the episode, is Spike's attack on Willow in the aftermath. I mean, the, his first attack yes, on her is genuinely disturbing. upsetting. Yeah, yeah, I was really... But, but can we just oh. a step before that? Yeah, yeah. Is when Xander gives her a, Buffy a flare gun? Yeah. It's like, are you guys, are you guys going to sit outside the whole night? Yeah. It's like, what? They're, it's like, like why a flare gun? With like binoculars, like, like looking all around. And what are you going to do, Xander? Yeah. If you find her and she's in trouble... Great, you're gonna watch. It's like a walkie-talkie or like quarterback phone <laughs> sure. call. It's like a flare gun. It's like you guys have to sit outside for the rest of the night now. Yeah, <laughs> and like, no like, sense. like Giles, like always looking one way, and then Xander oh, always like, looking like, yeah. the other, like back, back to back, back, back. watching for <laughs> watching exactly. for flares all night. <laughs> They're trying to read things. This is a horrible idea. Why yeah. did you give her a flare gun? Yeah, uh, walkie-talkie would have really been funny. a thousand times better. Or yeah. a cell phone. Yeah, there yeah. were cell phones then. Yeah, this is not pre-cell phone. It's not pre-cell phone, but it's. Um, at the point where not everyone had one, right? right. And su- in Sunnydale, nobody has a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. And I get it. If I were writing Buffy Vampire Slayer, it's so much easier mm. to write horror and drama. Yeah, just mm-hmm. if people don't have cell phones, cell yeah, phones make it way harder. Yeah, it fixes a lot of stuff. But like in '99, like I don't even think I had a cell phone yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it, but I felt like 99. everyone else did. You, yeah, well, it like it's that. one of those things. It felt like everyone had <laughs> like, one, and I was just like, my parents, because I was also a, I was a teenager, so it was like, 
I didn't, and I had money, but I didn't have cell phone money. Yeah. No, cell phone money was <laughs> different. That was, that was yeah. a different, different kind of money. Kind of money. Uh, I had like eating at Baja Fresh money. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, very yeah. few of my friends uh, had cell phones. Uh, little Caesars Hot and Ready money. That's what I had. Uh, I had uh, that <laughs> oh, kind of oh. money. Ooh, ooh, I had ooh, a ooh. large diet, uh, not diet, a large Mountain Dew mm. and one chicken soft taco for lunch. Yeah. Taco ooh, money. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, I, when, when we were talking about cell phones, it reminded me, this is like cross-pollination, but um, I... For another one of my podcasts, I was reading uh-huh. um, uh, a Christopher Pike book, and they updated the book <gasps> to like reflect nowadays. But all they did was like at certain points they'd be like, "She forgot her cell phone at home," <laughs> so that way, like, it would make sense, like, why, why someone she, would yeah. not be calling the cops. <laughs> That's really funny. So she'd be like, "Oh, she couldn't remember where she put her cell phone." So I feel like a lot of times. People will do that, like to make things a lot easier, just to be like, mm, I forgot there's something. Well, and I've started watching Stranger Things. I've only mm. seen two episodes so far on Netflix. It's and good. It's very. It is good. so good, but oh. there are so many times, even just in two episodes, mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, you, if only you had a cell phone. Yes. And like even, and it's, I guess whatever. Winona Ryder at one point is like waiting by the phone for someone to call, and I I'm just know. like, that's horrible. Yes. <laughs> that's that was life. Yeah. If you weren't standing there, you would miss the call. Hmm. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, we all lived it, but it's still. I, I actually, I so had much. that exact thought during that scene where I was like, God, like back then you had to make the choice. Like, do I go with this search party or do yep. I wait by this phone? Yeah. Should someone call? Yes. And it's so easy to forget yeah. that life when like we lived it. It's like you didn't yeah. have a cell phone. Like you, it's, I don't know. I, I, I purposely forgot that world. <laughs> you, I've left that world behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just having a home phone. That like anyone yeah. could pick up. Whereas in my modern life, I mean, one, I don't, I text people. But two, when you call someone, you think you're going to get a very specific person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess when you call, I make calls for work sometimes, I might get a random person. But like it used to be, you would call a household. Mm-hmm. You can get anyone. You can get an older yep. brother. You could mm-hmm. get a dad. You could get the person you're calling. I remember if I knew a boy was calling, I would like sprint yes. to that phone. <laughs> oh, caller ID changed the world. Yeah. Because that was the other thing. When you answer the phone, it could really be anyone. It could be anybody. It could be anyone and you wouldn't know. No, you wouldn't know until you answered. It's like a surprise party every time it rang. Yes, yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> Mogi residence. <laughs> Is that how you answered? Um, That's what my parents that's how they train me. Oh, I would just say hello. If I, if I knew it was my friends or something, I would say like, "Hey, whatever." But yeah, like if I answered teletraining. Yeah, my teletraining was. <laughs> teletraining. Uh, I think some. I didn't say Mogi residents. I might sometimes say Ryan speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerd! <laughs> I did what my parents said. Oh my god! But I'd say I think I would say Mogi residents. Sometimes I would just say Mogi residents. Mm. Mogi residents. Did your mom have like a script by the phone? <laughs> I think she don't just deviate me. from the script. No, don't you dare! <laughs> Well, I mean, there's nothing worse than being rude on the phone to someone you don't know and then your mom bites out. Yeah. Because, like, that's public. Because at least in our house, like, politeness was important to do to each other a mm-hmm. little bit. But it was very important that we were polite to the outside yeah. world. Like, For us, too. We could get away with being a little bit rude to one another. But if you were rude in front of your grandparents, if you were mm-hmm. rude in front of the oh, yeah. neighbors, it was like, oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, bad phone etiquette. Was not uh, acceptable. Remember, well, what was your go-to to answer the phone? How did you say it? I think I just said hello. I think I just said hello as yeah. well. I just remember when my parents finally got rid of their landline. Mm-hmm. It, it was horrible for like a year because I would call them on their cell phone and yeah. they wouldn't pick up because they were like, oh, I left it. And I, I was like, why didn't you guys pick up? <laughs> uh, it was in the other room. I was like, it's a mobile phone. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have to take it everywhere you go. Keep it in your pocket. Yeah. My parents still have a landline. 
my mom has a landline, but I call her on the. I call, my mom lives with my grandmother, so if I'm calling my grandma, I call the landline because mm-hmm. she'll pick up. Though she, uh, it's funny because when I was younger, she always was like mad at my mom, or she would always like, "You guys screen your calls. I know you do. We <laughs> did it, but whatever. Sometimes you <laughs> just be slow." But my grandmother does screen your calls. So I have to be like, hey, memes. Like, I have to pretend like I don't know she's screening. And I'm always oh. like, hey, memes, so sorry I missed you. Like, <laughs> love to talk to you sometime. And then she'll pick up. Oh. Because I, I think if I said pick up, Mimi, I know you're screening. <laughs> she would not be into it. <laughs> I forgot about that word, screening. That yes, was like right after caller ID. Yes. It's, it's like, like caller ID and we're screening yep, calls now. Of course we are. <laughs> and yes. we're only accepting. And then text message, once text messages got out, it's like, oh, text me. Yeah. Like I have friends if they call I'm like, "Oh god, something yeah. has gone wrong." Or I have I had friends who like or I do have friends who really are obsessed with calling. Yeah. And I had to train them to not call me. I I was like, yeah. "I am not going to talk to you." Cuz sometimes I'd pick up and they'd be like, "Hey, I'm just like killing time." And I was like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> like I got shit to do, man. Like I'm not going to sit here while you're like waiting in line at Starbucks. I had friend and I had I, I, I think I was gonna not say their names, but I'll say their names. Jen and Patrick, I was trying to make uh they've been guests on the phone show. They have my name is Weezer's podcast, they're great. Anyway, they we were trying to make plans mm-hmm. and we were like texting about it, and I didn't know they were together, but they FaceTimed me together. No. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> they answered, I was like, ah! <laughs> Um, and so it was like it was a and it was more efficient. We made our plans mm-hmm. faster. But it really threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not ready to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were just texting about getting ice cream later. No, it is nightmarish if you are like in text mode and somebody FaceTimes you. Well, because like, and then the no. camera comes up and it's your face no. and your face is like, Whoa. no, and I, I, I will just immediately click deny. I'm like, no, 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 I, we cannot. I, you can't see my face right now. No. Ugh. Not in public mode. No. Ugh. Uh. But I think at some point, I don't know if it's this episode or the next or somewhere, but Giles is having um, Willow scan all his books. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, oh, he's kind of getting ready for the 2000s. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's, he's on it. He's like, in memory of Jenny Calendar, can you scan all my books? Oh, yeah, that was Jenny Calendar's project. Yeah. The um, Jenny Calendar Memorial Book Scanning Club. Yeah. Oh my god, that is the most depressing club. They're just crying while scanning. Oh, no, I was gonna make T-shirts. Oh, I already ordered them. Oh, sorry. That and cat leggings. That's what we're gonna wear. Because you know, like now he would have like they'd be in some battle. He'd have an iPad. Yeah. Oh, it's this is kind of demon. Mm-hmm. God, oh. they would just Google image search. Yeah. That would be so so great. easy. They would take a picture of the demon and then put it. There's into an Google. app. Well, because you can you, know, you can search by picture. What? Wait, hold on. That's Ryan. only going to tell you. Sorry. I didn't think this through before I started talking. If you if you Google search a picture, you'll see where that picture is posted. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to see other things that look like that picture. Oh. <laughs> right? Oh. Uh, there probably wait. is an app that does that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, well, but, you can scan your credit card Because you can, card like, now. double check and see if someone's stolen your identity online. If you Google image search one of your pictures. Really? Or if you think someone's... this, I learned this from Catfish. If someone's catfishing you, or mm-hmm. you think someone is, you can take their that whatever their profile pic is, do a Google reverse image search of the of that, what? and see if those are only associated with the person that they say they are, or if they're associated with other people's accounts. Wow! Yeah, so you could definitely do that with demons, I think, especially in a world in which there are demons, and I'm sure there would be some but, app for that. Yeah, there would be an app where you just you just like scan. It's like mm-hmm. Pokemon Go, kind of. 
Yes. But opposite. You're not you trying probably, to catch them. You're no, trying to get I away from them. I think you would them. probably just post it to Twitter or Snap or mm-hmm. uh, maybe Tumblr. And then people would identify it for yeah, you. Yeah, you'd be like, who dis? <laughs> and then people would, <laughs> people would tell who you. Who dis demon? Who dis demon? And then everyone would tell you what demon Have is. you ever new phone who dis anyone? No. No, I just don't respond. I, don't I did get a call when I, speaking of landlines, when I was a kid on a landline. And when I say kid, I was like 13 or 14. And it was like a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like watching TV. I used to watch Politically Incorrect because they would show all five <laughs> episodes of the week. And I didn't stay up that late during the week. So I would watch like two and a half hours of it every weekend. Um, so it was like a Saturday morning. And it was this guy calling. Like he's like, I picked up. And I was like, Boogie Residence, which I guess he didn't listen. Because then he started talking about how like the crazy shit that he got up to last night. He's like, man, I'm so hungover. That shit was mm-hmm. crazy. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. And he's like, stop fucking with me. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know you. I was like, I think I said, like, I'm a child. <laughs> I am not your friend. Um, I remember once as a kid, and I was also probably around 12 or 13, yeah. and I was home alone, mm-hmm. and um, the phone rang, and it was before caller ID. Yeah. So I just, like, picked up the phone, and the person was like, hello, I need to speak to Mark Nugent. And I was like, uh, and I just, like, froze and then hung up. And then he called back again. Oh, no. And then left a message. And I was just sitting there like, <laughs> and he's like leaving this message. I was horrified. And then um, my dad was on business. So when okay. he came back, I was like, dad, you need to listen to this message. And he listens to it. And he just goes, oh, he's just a headhunter. And I was like, <laughs> what is that? I was like, what? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no, he's like a, uh, an, like a poacher. He like wanted to. Yeah, he's a recruiter. Me. Yeah, he's a recruiter. Yeah. And I was like, well, what is the deal with this guy's voice? Yeah. And I guess he oh, had did he to have one of the, yeah, he had to oh. get his I wondered if vocal it was that. cord removed. Because I remember. Do you remember that uh, commercial oh. of the woman? Yes. Oh, yeah. And she still smokes through it. <sighs> Guys, smoking is bad. I mean, it's okay if you smoke. You're still a good person. But it's bad. It's not good on your body. It's no. unhealthy. Anyway. I, mean, I eat ice cream. So <laughs> I've yeah. got my own troubles i'm a salt and vinegar chip girl oh ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, um but spike has a uh, biting impotence yeah i liked that parallel oh, it was yeah the, but yes as we were saying that attack scene at the top is very it was upsetting mm-hmm. but then when she it, it, like both of their insecurities come full yes. force yeah and i think they're both kind of being sweet to each other in that moment yes well, because, and that's one of the things with Spike, even though he is a vampire, he's a demon, he doesn't have a soul, there is, like, a very human desire to be, to love and be loved, mm-hmm. and to, like, be appreciated, and I think that that comes out pretty hardcore yeah. with his thing. And even when he's trying to comfort Willow, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, no, do you remember when you wore that pink fuzzy thing? I wanted yeah. to bite you so hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that's, it was very sweet. Yeah, and I think... Um, we're seeing, I mean, he is a fairly young vampire, so we're seeing a little bit of the remnants of, like, the kind of person that he was, mm-hmm. which is that, like, validation-seeking, mm-hmm. like, love-searching yeah. kind of guy. And maybe which, validation is better even than love. Because, like, I don't know that he mm-hmm. wants love in, like, the unselfish way. Oh, no, no, no. He Not at this point, at no. least. Yeah. Well, this uh, is where we found out how old he was. He was, like, a hundred, wait, oh, yeah, 126. 126. Mm-hmm. Only it's never happened to him. And, and oh yeah doesn't this happen to all vampires not to me okay oh. and i don't it's a cute thing to say but like willow you know this does not happen to all vampires no, i know she's trying she's yeah. trying she's trying to be nice um 
Yeah, I liked that scene. That was a cute scene. Um, and then the initiative shows up. Right? Uh huh. Can't see them because the lights are out. And they have smoke bombs. <laughs> smoke bombs. <laughs> and they can't see what's going on either. They're because they're wearing night vision goggles. And oh, then you geez. finally find out it's like, oh, that's why we have a flare gun. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. To take out their night yep. vision because it's like. Like, all right. All right. Fine. <laughs> There's a bit of a reach back then of that scene. But yeah, now, I feel like it would have no. been just as good if like Willow had ordered a first aid uh, kit for her car that came with a flare gun, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Look at this!" and yeah. brought it into her dorm room. Like, mm-hmm. we did not need. Yeah. Uh, or like, I mean, they're wearing their night vision goggles, right? But he yeah. like flips on the lights. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And they're like, ah. Or she's. Oh, like, they cut the power to the building though. Oh, okay. So yeah, she yeah. like. Okay, she just has like a flashlight. She's like. Shining it like yeah. in oh, their eyes. One of the party roommates down the hall has a like flashing strobe light. Yeah, okay, great. She, Guys, we fixed it. She so hooks well. up Xander's uh, <laughs> disco ball and then shines a flashlight <laughs> on her disco ball. Um, but Buffy saves Spike, mm-hmm. which is an interesting instinct for her to have. Yeah. Wait, I'm so I'm a little bit confused because I or maybe I misunderstood. Was tired that. when yeah. I was watching it. I didn't think she saved him. I thought he ran. Did he, he but doesn't she like but she comes in and is like boom 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 I'm gonna get these guys yeah. yeah I guess she chooses to fight the guys rather than fight Spike but that's yeah. also an interesting priority for her because we've kind of touched on how she never really fights to kill Spike she cloaks it as if it's yeah. like well he's just an annoyance he's like mm-hmm. yeah. whatever and I mean I guess she does task herself with like getting rid of him once and for all in this mm-hmm. episode but even then it's like are you going to though? I mean, she she has had so many opportunities to kill Spike, and well, doesn't and does really. she have any reason other than they're in her town and they're wearing guns? I mean, has the initiative done anything to her? No, no, no. Like, I mean, we know that they have similar mission to her, but she doesn't. She has no reason to think they don't. She just well, saw them one time. Remember, she, just, she was like, yeah. "I saw yeah. these army guys." So she, then she fights them. It's weird. Yeah. Which, it was kind of because that was what Giles was drawing a picture of, right? The yes. commando mm-hmm. guy. So it's like, yeah, she does just kind of jump on him for no. Right. Because it's not like they look like demons. No, they just look like guys. Or is it that. No, that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. Never mind. I, thought, I thought I was mixing up an episode. I mean, they don't try to talk to her either. They don't. No. They're not like, hey, yeah. why are you punching us, girl? But Let's he talk does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because Riley realizes that it is a small person. Uh huh. And he, he remember, he's like, Let's go. Yeah. Um, well, because he's not trying to hurt any people. Right. But yeah. So I, I, it's interesting. I don't really get what each of them thinks of the other yeah. at this point. I, I, there, I guess there was some dialogue in there where they said, take the girl. She may have turned. Yeah. And so that's Willow. Yeah. yeah so to protect they, Willow for sure. So she's, she throws Willow in the, yeah. in the, in the room and closes the door and then mm-hmm. proceeds yeah, to Yeah. That makes, up. you're right. They, See, I mm-hmm. raised yeah. a question, and the writers addressed it. You're right, because yeah. she would fight anyone who tried to hurt Will, yeah. right, whether human or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I feel like the spike stuff leads right into Pangs, mm-hmm. where yeah. again they have Spike. He's tied up. They could, could just take him. I know he's yeah. killed a bunch of people, and yeah. he like okay, he dangles this idea of like I've got this information about yeah. those army guys, but. Honestly, if I were Buffy and I were like actually trying to kill or get uh-huh. rid of Spike, 
I would just be like, okay, I'm going to stake you. I don't care. Like what I can find that information some other way. Right. Like I'm a good tracker. I mm-hmm. like what, what could you possibly know that would merit me keeping you around for any longer because you could kill any of my friends. Yep. Um, He's tried. Yeah, yeah. Many times he just tried to kill Willow. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he tried to kill. He didn't. Cause he like, couldn't. Yeah. Well, then before he comes to the door, they actually clarify that he can't hurt anybody anymore. So mm-hmm. now it's kind of right. like so Buffy's not going to kill gonna, a defenseless. Yeah, yeah Buffy's not going to do revenge yeah. killing. No, she not at this point. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, it is fun to see him tied up and getting hit with arrows. That yeah. was funny. Like and him like, trying was to worth it. like and, hop the chair and away. And the spike that we get, like the fu- the spike of the future. Like mm-hmm. as he develops, like it's worth it. It's totally. worth whatever hand waving they have to do now to make him, yeah. you know, sort of part of the gang. Like mm-hmm. I dig it. I remember Josh Whedon was like he always said that Spike was his best, his most mm-hmm. fully developed character. Yeah, was, that was yeah. His He's very complex and interesting. Yeah, I I love. He's Spike, a, so. yeah, this is very where he starts getting good. Yeah, yeah. When, he, when he gets the implants, when Spike takes off. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, because we get to see. I I just always love. Um, this is like one of my favorite things to happen in like shows and stuff uh-huh. when like, um, and like a an evil person is like forced to have to work with like good people yeah. and they yeah. kind of like don't like each other, but there's like a greater goal mm-hmm. or like some reason why they have to work together. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. and we abs- that's a- absolutely that's what we're getting. On. Yeah, that's what we're for getting. sure. Um. But the episode opens with um, a guy who looks like an old Navy ad from the 90s. He's wearing a fleece vest <laughs> and baggy khakis. <laughs> no, yes, he's totally, he's got that like old Navy dog with him. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he is, he is old Navy. Old Navy. Did you, um, do you remember when old, Navy, when old Navy's first opened, they all smelled like socks? Do you <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the smell, no. Like I, cotton? Like dirty socks. Oh, maybe this was like. Uh, a specific torrent. Yeah, this might be a torrent issue. <laughs> that old navy smelled like socks. No, I mean mm. old navies. They never. Don't Here's the thing. Old navy versus like a Gap. Mm-hmm. We had Gaps before old navy. Mm-hmm. We did too. Gap often smelled like a Gap fragrance, mm-hmm. which I don't know if everyone remembers. Gap used to have lots yes. of fragrances. Yes, they did. So like Gap smells like a Gap fragrance. Abercrombie and Fitch smells like an Abercrombie and Fitch fragrance. Ugh, Abercrombie like, gives me a headache. Just walking by, uh, yeah, yeah, too much. I'm it's like, too much. God, I smell a 14 year old boy. Can I tell you guys something? Sure. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. You guys are not going to stop me, but you guys might disagree. But this is a thing that I've experienced in my lifetime because mm-hmm. I think it used to be different in another lifetime for other generations. Mm-hmm. But in my lifetime, I have, and I think it's probably 25 to one mm-hmm. times where I feel like a dude is wearing too much cologne mm-hmm. versus a woman wearing too much perfume yes whereas i feel like when you like in literature when i watch old movies like it's a thing where like a girl a woman's wearing too much perfume and it's like choking you or Mm -hmm. it's kind of like um like almost is given like a promiscuous thing if you Mm -hmm. wear too much perfume but i feel like almost like and maybe it's the colognes that exist Mm -hmm. but i i've noticed that gender divide i've noticed that as well (laughs) well no it it Pepper, you're, you're you smell great, by the way. I don't I, wear cologne. <laughs> well, I, I I prefer I, I prefer a non cologne, yeah, man to a cologne man. Maybe it's just all cologne is strong. So like, yeah, yeah it is, and, and that might just be what. And it is. also, think, guys don't know how to put it on. Yes, yeah. I think there, there's like a like there's just like too much, and I think it, it happens a lot um, in high school, mm-hmm. especially late middle school, yeah. when there is 
a, a new kind of body odor and yes. they're like, I don't know how to deal with this. I'll just throw Trench on some cologne. On. Yeah. And I think especially like the more, the more um, like, like the Axe kind of commercials, like the commercials, mm-hmm. they do make it seem like you're supposed to take a bath in Axe body yeah. spray. Mm-hmm. They do make it seem like just get it everywhere. Yeah, spray, spray, Which, spray. that might be true about Axe, but mm-hmm. it's not true about anything that you would actually call a cologne. Cool Sparingly. water. Oh, God. <laughs> Remember Cool Water or um, Aqua de Gio? Aqua de Gio. <laughs> My high school boyfriend wore Aqua de Gio. <laughs> I remember being like, wow, it's a heavy scent. A lot. But yeah, so I feel like Part of the Abercrombie and Fitch thing, I think it's because it's the men's cologne. Mm-hmm. It's just such a stronger smell. And There's like a spiciness to it yeah. that's different. Yeah. Like I'm more of a like clean, fresh scent type of person. Sure. Um, rather than like a very um, spicy, like um, round smell. Sure. I think any time you get a hint of a fragrance is fine. Oh, great. Love it's, that. I don't want to inhale a cloud mm-hmm. of yeah. it. And you feel like you're walking into a cloud when you go yes. to it. Like yeah. being, it's like, like being guns or yes. blown yes. at you. It's like totally. Like Whereas I guess Old Navy, door. when I think of it, getting back to where we started a thousand <laughs> years ago, is like a no smell. Like it smells like a warehouse. You know what it like smells like? Smell it me. smells like the soles of rubber shoes. Wait, rubber soles of shoes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to sniff harder next time I go to an Old Navy. Not now. It's only smelled oh. like that when they first started. Well, they then didn't know I'll never they're... be able to test <laughs> the theory. Sounds good. <laughs> you can't travel back in time to like 1999. What if I did and all I did was smell stores? <laughs> 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 so that I could come back and be like, Kelly, you're right. It did smell that way. Uh, guys, the smell of a Wetzel pretzel is like so, like you are transported, right? Like yep. you're like, I know where I am. I'm in the fucking yeah. galleria. Yep. Cannot miss mistake that. I'm right outside of a Brookstone. I'm like walking. <laughs> but see, I don't like that the Wetzel smell as much as oh. I don't like the Abercrombie smell. Oh, like, wow. I like I like the pretzels, but yeah. walking that smell is just too much. It's, it's a little, much. it's a lot. And yeah. It doesn't smell like a, it smells like a weird pretzel. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't smell like the pretzels taste. No, no. Cause it's like so many different pretzel smells. Cause they're yeah. making yeah. all those kinds of pretzels. They're, <laughs> they're making pepperoni pretzels, pretzels. They're mm-hmm. making jalapeno cinnamon pretzels. sugar, cinnamon sugar. You know what it is? It's the salty and sweet pretzel mixed smell. Yeah, where it's it's not, too much. No. Yeah. You would never eat a jalapeno pretzel with sugar, with cinnamon sugar on it. Disgusting. I mean, if I dared you, you might. Listen, if you gave me five <laughs> bucks, I would do it. I would do almost anything for five dollars. Uh, <laughs> this has been hell, Matthew. Um, I would say that Angel, in the context of Buffy, because we've seen Angels, we've seen David Boreanaz's yeah. acting improve in Angel, but we haven't seen him return to Buffy with like. I think the actor has a little bit more idea of what the character is supposed to be like. Yeah. We see a lot of his like insecurities and his, and, and uh, you can see that there's a little bit more idea of who Angel is and uh-huh. like a, a little bit more character development um, with how he is acting here. It's, it's much better. I think his acting is much, much better. I think part of it is he's not being, he's not having to act with Buffy, which not that Sarah Michelle Gellar it brings him down. But in the context of Buffy, and I've had friends like this where, like, in the context of their relationship, they're kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, geez, Louise. Mm-hmm. But when you hang out with them outside of their relationship, they're super fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they're fun and funny and interesting. And then when they're in the bubble, you're just like, okay, uh, mm-hmm. invite me over when she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> or he. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, they're, um, like, when he's just kind of like, who's that guy? To Willow. Yes. And just, like, also his, like, hey, like, don't don't tell 
and, and oh, when yes. he pulls Willow aside and she's like evil evil he's like I'm not evil why does everyone think I'm evil I know it was so cute and, and then I Xander thought that. the same thing yeah. like it was his scene with Willow was great loved that scene with yeah. her um yeah I really liked it yeah I liked him in the context of this episode I also liked that we don't have to have like a buff because we get like the ultimate Buffy oh. and him angst scene yeah. on Angel right after this so <sighs> or episode but like so it's nice to kind of remember why we like both of them separately yeah because she's not thinking about him at all no at least not consciously she's staring at Riley's beautiful teeth yeah I mean they kind of Giles kind of implies to Angel that part of Buffy's mania about Thanksgiving is a loneliness mm-hmm. and kind of lays a little of that at Angel's feet. Mm-hmm. Not not in an aggressive way, but like so there's a subtext that maybe mm-hmm. it's related. But otherwise, she's yeah, she's not thinking about him. Mm-hmm. She's just being quirky, silly Buffy. Mm-hmm. And I like quirky, silly Buffy. Yeah. This is like also one of. I don't know why this is one of Josh Whedon's favorite episodes. Really interesting. It's not, it's not one of my favorite episodes. I think it's like one of the yeah. more boring, like, guy, demon things. Yeah. And, and it was like, it seems like low budget to me. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like, we just got to keep them in the, I don't know. Yeah. But except it for seems Spike, almost bottle episode. Yeah. They're in the house so much. Spike kind of saves this episode. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I remembered it being more racist than it is. Like, yes. if you would ask yeah. me, like, is, do they treat the, the idea of Native Americans thoughtfully? I'd be like, no, it's dominant. No. But, when I watch it now, I'm like, oh, they're trying, mm-hmm. which is more than, you know, the yeah. show has done previously or than maybe other shows of the time were doing. I did have a little bit of when they're like, I don't know what, but like when they're fighting the demons. Yes. But they're just taking the form of like Native American yes. men. I was kind of like, oh, I don't like this. But I think we're supposed to kind of not like it because yes. Willow yeah. comments on it later. And, she's and Buffy like, doesn't like it. Yeah. Buffy yeah. feels conflicted. Yeah. So like, I think that. The show is trying to do. The show is trying to uh, deal with white guilt yeah. on some level. Yeah, and this is also like. Have you guys ever read the People's History of the United States? Yes. Howard Zinn. No, so I haven't read it. That that came out like originally in the eighties, mm-hmm. and it kept getting reprinted. One of the years it got reprinted was nineteen ninety nine. Oh wow! So everyone mm-hmm. was reading. Yeah. That's when I first read. That's mm-hmm. when everyone's reading it yeah. during this year. So I'm. I assume yes. the writers are reading it too, so they're like, "Let's make a Howard Zinn episode." Yes. And so the this episode was funny about this episode to me was the fact that they're they have the guilt of what they're doing while they're still doing it. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't stop them. <laughs> it doesn't stop them <laughs> nope. at all. It's like it's like they're trying they're they're trying to they have this guilt about this genocide of Native yes. Americans while they're committing the genocide of yeah. Native Americans. And in the end, they just have Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it's not like at the end they take the money that was going to be spent on the anthropology program and spend it on a, a Shumash uh, yeah. a, a museum mm-hmm. or uh, whatever. Like there's ways that the episode could have ended with them trying to change mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But instead, it ended with like just have Thanksgiving dinner. You're right. What uh, what an we angel did? Throwback. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's get an angel in here. It's cool. Um, um, I did. There were two things that happened at the groundbreaking that I think we have to talk about. Sure. Yeah. Um. One is the is that they address the crowd, ladies, gentlemen, students. <laughs> <laughs> Why that divide? Yeah. Did not understand that. You lesser people. Yeah, exactly. Not no, I'm not quite ready to call you ladies or gentlemen. <laughs> also, the cowboy hat. Oh. Uh. Okay. The cowboy hat's the worst. Oh, but, but again, it's setting up the whole. Yeah, the cowboys and Indians type yes. thing. The cowboys and Indians thing. But, Could we have done a better job, wardrobe maybe, department? Maybe. <laughs> Is she have, supposed to we... represent, like, I felt like Buffy 
represented like, you know, okay, this is <laughs> so you know how Buffy's like obsessed. She's like, okay, yes, that's all it was very sad, but I really want to have Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. She reminds me of like the suburban white mom that's just like, yeah. can't we just like like exactly. forget about all the problems and just sit at the table and yes. eat? Like and so she's wearing that black I, hat. That, she's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. She's like is Joss Whedon slash the writer's room saying yeah. like that perhaps the worst person is like the one that's like, mm, let's just, but then they all have the Thanksgiving then dinner they all at the do end. It. But that's kind of, and then, and Xander, I think brings this up too, but like that's sort of what Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. to a lot of families, yeah. especially ones that are a little more dysfunctional is yeah. that you do kind of put all of the stuff aside. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you know, whatever interpersonal problems mm-hmm. you put aside, you all get together, you cook together, you hang mm-hmm. and you spend time together you know, you drink wine together or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it is kind of you put aside every, all of the real, the actual things. Mm-hmm. For the sake yeah. of like a tradition. I mean, there's this- families that do Sunday dinner every Sunday. Yeah. I'm not in one. I'm not in one. Um, I think it, I'd be more likely to do it if I lived less than 3,000 miles <laughs> away from them. But like, so I think that's part of it too, is like not only every Thanksgiving we have to kind of forget about the genocide of Native Americans, mm-hmm. But also put aside whatever family drama mm-hmm. there may be to have a pleasant meal. Yeah. I was also noticing that, um, again, and we've talked about how Buffy and Spike are dual in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. They're both searching for, like, belonging. Like, they're both mm-hmm. searching for, like, a place to go and a place, like, home. And, like, Buffy's doing this by, like, trying to force everyone to be at Giles. Yeah. And Spike is, like, actively going out and trying to, like, like he's, like... <laughs> doing that like sad little matchstick girl thing yeah. when he's like staring in at the at the like yeah. brood of vampires being yeah. like that. he's like oh i'm so hungry yeah. and then g- tries to go to harmony and mm-hmm. she's like get out get out get out was this the one where she pulls the steak out from underneath the bed yeah and he's I, like you kept that in our bed yeah so i good. loved that she i was like all about harmony in that mm-hmm. part yeah oh no it's great that she's developed a backbone yeah i mean it took becoming a vampire mm-hmm. and being in a fairly abusive relationship but yeah. she she has it. And I he just, deserves it. He, he totally does. Out. He was such a jerk to her. Mm-hmm. I just remember at the top of this, one, I forgot that Xander got all hulked out. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, what season did he start going to the gym? <laughs> um, season two, he started getting cut. Mm-hmm. I remember. and But he bulks up. I wonder if someone told him, hey, dude, you're going to be in, in a like, tank top. In a tank top for... And a construction worker this season. So, like, make sure yeah. your arms are on point. <laughs> it makes sense that he's a construction worker that he would be all yeah. like that. But um, also the thing that killed me was the fact that he th- falls through a giant hole and no one comes to get him. Nope. Like, Buffy no. doesn't jump down and just, <laughs> no. like, completely ignored. Yeah, Buffy could easily get him. She could just... <laughs> and like, they don't know when he first falls how deep the hole is. I don't know. Like, he could have fallen really far. Yeah. No one does a thing. No. They're just like, you okay? And he's like, I'm good. And they're like, all right, um... Moving on. We'll, we'll we'll meet you at Giles's place. <laughs> Go home and get yourself to bed. Yeah. Um, though the Anya taking care of Xander was very sweet. Yes, I like her. Yeah, she's yes. figuring out how to be. She's uh, like my favorite character in the whole yeah. se- in the whole yeah. series. And I she's love great. Her. And this episode is a good episode of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was noticing kind of like a, you know, when you rewatch Indiana Jones and you know, that like this belongs in a museum type of thing. Yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but actually you kind of like took it from these people. Mm-hmm. I was getting that vibe a lot with this, where the woman that has the museum is like, we're going to like be able to study these people so yeah. well yeah. with all this, these artifacts when like, not that I thought she should have gotten her throat slit, but like it, it does like 
kind of present the issues with like how academia treats like a live culture. Yes. Um, so I just thought I mean, they didn't have any Shumash descendants at the event. No. Oh my God. That'd be so nightmarish. If like they were forced to like watch, I mean, I don't think they should be forced. But I'm just saying, like, come you here. will watch us. You watch us build this it. museum. But I think like including descendants of the culture in the creation. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the in like in DC, this the American Indian Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a value in creating that museum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a value in that. But yeah, it doesn't need to just be white academia. Yeah, you can like, like, hey, look, let's can... study this. Yeah, it's a very other way to look at yes. like a culture. Also, I love that they just implied that there's like missions and all kinds of shit just underneath California yeah. all the time. Yeah, they're like, yeah. what else do you think's under there? I don't know. <laughs> like Pompeii is just underneath California. Like no worries. <laughs> but also, I think they were kind of alluding to the fact that like none of the Scoobies know that the initiative is under UC Sunnydale. Yeah, you're right. Because like, what true. else could be under there? I don't know. Oh, and there's yeah, like cut two, <laughs> Professor Walsh. <laughs> oh, do you think the initiative knows that the mission was under there? And they were just like, let's not tell anybody. Oh, I have no idea. I feel like they're so. Also, a mission. Missions are so celebrated in California. They're awful. They're awful. <laughs> but also, we know where all of them. Yeah. Of course, people yeah. would have excavated anything that was a yeah. mission. I mean, California loves to spend money on the missions. Like that's, yes, that's their thing. That's that's kind of a, it's a California thing. We learned about we had an entire year in third grade. Oh, did you pick a mission? Yeah. What was your mission? San Juan Capistrano. Oh, such a mainstream mission. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I was mission Dolores. Okay, whatever. That's a pretty cool mission. No worries. But the other or, thing, I think they explained it by it was uh, swallowed up by an earthquake. It's like that's not how earthquakes no. work. It's yeah, like, and you still the know where the thing it. was. Like you yeah. would still. I mean, that would be the if I was an archaeologist, that would be mm-hmm. the first thing I'd go for. That's so insane! Like swallowed up by an earthquake. So I guess by the Hellmouth, maybe you call things swallowed up a lot. But it, it was almost as if like the earth just kind of opened up and the whole mission just fell yeah, down exactly. and then it closed up because <laughs> exactly. he falls into like a room. Yeah. yeah, it's so insane. You're just hanging out in the mission. Yeah, and then he gets ghost syphilis, which is pretty funny. Yeah, that, that was, was funny. funny. Is the result is the idea that once the ghosts are killed. He's cured. Sy- okay. Yeah. I think it would have been more fun if you like went to the doctor he had to go and to was PP. like, I have syphilis. And they were like, this is like no syphilis we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. I, I hooked up with a vengeance team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also liked that. So you know how we, like we were touching on before, the aim of Thanksgiving is to like pretend that problems don't exist, yeah. but also problems will arise yes. because you bring those people together. And when um, Xander, in his like fevered state, is like, "You can't trust a vengeance demon," mm-hmm. oh, and was, Anya's yeah. like, "Wait, what?" And everyone just starts arguing, yeah, because that kind of that kind of shit has happened at my Thanksgivings in the past, where people like someone starts, you know, snipping at each other, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's like building, building, building. Um, I'm usually at the center of those things. <laughs> um, wait, you're usually the Xander, or you're the Anya? Or you're the people who, like, take that as a jumping off point to get more angry. The Anya, usually. Because here's the thing, also, what it felt like, and this is, I guess, from growing up and also adulthood, it also felt like a fight that's going to continue in the car on the way home. Yeah, <laughs> like, do you know much. what I mean? Yeah, it was like, okay, sure. we're going to yeah. table this now, but like, whoa. Yeah, I'm going to stew on it. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. and then the second, the last car door closed, yep. I'm going to be like, you should not have. While driving. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put it into gear really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, true to my family's style of fighting in public. Uh-huh. Um, when we I were in- know that about your family. <laughs> really? Oh, we love to get in fights in public. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, when we were in Montana, um, we were in this diner and um, I was mad at my mom and we started fighting a lot because she, I was talking to one of my aunts and she mm-hmm. was like, oh, what is it you do now? And I was like, oh, I do voiceover. And she was like, what is that? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, explaining what it was. Sure. And my mom goes, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was really crazy because, you know, she has this law degree and she just gave up being a lawyer, this like more stable thing for this. I mean, that's <laughs> And I was like, I just want to let you know that made me feel really bad. Yeah. And my mom goes, and this is in the diner. She goes, I just wanted her to know that you were more than that. (gasps) Oh, no. And I was like, and I was so mad that I just sat there. And my sister's like, do you understand, like, why that's hurtful when you say that Mm -hmm. to my mom? And, of course, then it goes into, like, well, of course I'm a bad mother. When am I a bad mother? And it's like we are exploding in this small-town diner in Lincoln. We're just, like, these fucking loud-ass Californians uh-huh. screaming at each other. <laughs> and the waitress keeps coming up and, like, taking away our plates. Yeah. And, and we're just like, thank you. What I was saying was, <laughs> it was such a nightmare. In um, my family, we, um, especially me and my mom, we are very, like, we let you know with our eyebrows and our face mm-hmm. how pissed we are at you, but then we act really nice and say nice things <laughs> so that you can't, you can't say we're fighting. I just asked about the baseball game. How was the baseball game? And, like, my tone and everything is horrible, mm. but, like, I, so I do it and, t- like, I don't want to be the one who yells, Oh, but I'll let you know that I'm full of fury in yeah. public. In private, I'll yell. In private, I mean, I, my higher self is not like, I don't think it's good to yell at people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the ideal mm-hmm. saying mean things. But yeah, in public, I just like fire behind yeah. my eyes, <laughs> nostrils flaring, eyebrows mm-hmm. going all over the place. <laughs> you, Wild eyebrows. Uh-huh. I also, and this is not a good trait either, but this is something I definitely do in public is I look for backup. Like, I do that too. <laughs> no, I do that like, too. Like, if somebody says something horrible, I'm like, yeah, like you saw that horrible thing that like yes, that will make me feel better. But if no, if I don't get it from anybody, I, then I'm just like, ah. yeah, no, no, it makes you feel crazy. Yeah, well, because I was starting to go insane because my sister oh, is no. not very um expressive, mm. so she will just sit there with a completely blank face and be silent. And I was like, why are you not saying anything? And then it makes me feel no more crazy. Yeah. yeah. And and then we've got my dad, the peacekeeper, who's like, all right, ladies, now we're all getting a little bit worked up. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm mad at you now. My yeah. little brother is the same. Like, he doesn't always give him the backup. But I have found that if I, and like, you can't do this in every situation, but like Christmas, you can get away with it. Thanksgiving, you can get away with it. I will send him a text message <laughs> being like, can you believe that this? Yeah. Everyone's anonymous. Can yeah. you believe that this person just said that? Mm-hmm. And then he'll be like, I know, that's crazy. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm about to explode. I'm like, yes, thank God. Thank God. Because he seems so zen. Mm-hmm. But I just need to know that you also recognize yes. the crazy. You can't. Text then- messages have made Christmas. Text messages and my discover of uh, how much vodka you can put in ginger beer and still be a- not make a gross <laughs> drink. <laughs> really strong Moscow mules. Yeah. And uh, text messages are how I've gotten through the holidays the yeah. last few years. Because like, it, it's a very stressful time. Because you're also, at least in my family, a lot of it is trying to make the family dinner and trying to make it all nice. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much pressure on the event. And I think that's true for me, at least with Thanksgiving. Like, you want it to be this time where everyone is comfortable and everyone feels included and every the food is good Mm -hmm. and the decor is nice. Mm -hmm. 
everybody shows up on like everybody's there mm-hmm. and the more pressure you put on it the more stressful it is when things like the most minor well. thing yeah. yeah especially when it's your first thanksgiving that you're oh, cooking God, yeah like trying to do that it's like and she super doesn't, stressful yeah she doesn't know what a ricer is no yeah. but she like, knows oh, that she no. needs it she's yeah. like you don't have a ricer that's that's right and when she it. said more like a riot than a ralph's that, that made me cute. really happy because i've oh man i've been there yeah i yeah. somehow this year i was at ralph's on super bowl sunday in the morning horrible Ugh. was there the day before thanksgiving at like 7 p.m mm-hmm. or like 6 p.m i was there like every worst time to be at ralph's and yeah it's just it's crazy yeah and the people who work there so they're doing the best they can yeah the the, the shelves are like cleared of yeah. everything yeah. you need there's like one thing of condensed milk you try to find <laughs> someone you're like please tell me you have cranberries somewhere yeah. like please yeah. you've got some secret cranberries <laughs> yeah um so yeah, when she said that, it like triggered yeah. me. And, I went, ah. and even while she's, I think her and Willow are, are discussing the alt version of, of Native Americans yes. in Thanksgiving, she's still giving orders to people. Yes. Yes. Like, I have the brandy and everything. <laughs> That's, and it was such a, it rang so true too. Yeah. Like, like you could be having a very personal conversation. I've yeah. had that with my mom where yes. I've been like, I'm, I'm really sorry. I can't believe that aunt so-and-so said yeah. that to you. And then I'm like, oh, Denise, can you toss that into the oven really quick? Yes, yes totally. Yes. It's so, it was so like, spot on it was really good yeah Yeah. um no that is and that's part of the whole thing i mean and maybe if you do a weekly sunday dinner with your family you get that every sunday like maybe that's just family dinner with yeah people but yeah i wonder if um, thanksgiving is like less intense for people that do a weekly sunday dinner with their family because they get to get that kind of shit out like in small spurts for us it's like real concentrated oh my gosh thanksgiving i feel like because and part of it is my my choice of living so far away from them mm-hmm. but like every time i visit my family it feels like concentrated it feels like we need to get it all out. we have to annoy each other mm-hmm. a year's worth <laughs> we have to like share interesting stories like everything has to happen and it's so condensed mm-hmm. whereas i think if i spent the summer there or something we would just be more relaxed you can find it. a more like resting right state it happens every time, too, though, where we're like, oh, we talk about a TV show. My dad's like, I'll save it on the DVR. We'll watch it. I'm like, when are we going to sit around and watch TV? Yeah. Like, I'm not there long enough for us to relax that much. Yeah. Like, when I'm there, we're like, okay, we got to see these people for lunch. We got to do this. We got to. Oh, gosh. It's always meals. So many so everything, food. Everything revolves around meals. Yeah. We, we will finish because I go home once, maybe twice mm-hmm. a year to Texas. And it's whenever we finish. Like we'll go out to lunch, uh-huh. and then almost immediately when we get home, they start talking about dinner. It's like because that's it's like, oh, yeah. we're we not supposed to talk until we get to dinner. No, it's like it's already being planned out. Yeah, it's like oh, so much food. It's a lot of food. it's food and planning. Everything yeah. is food and planning. Like everyone's. My dad and I have gotten into the rhythm now, where because usually my brother's dog is around, um, so we will like build in going to take the dog to go run mm. like to the field so we can get all his jollies out and that has relaxed yeah that's like a thing we can plan to do that then once we're doing it we can just talk and be normal Mm -hmm. (laughs) where it's not as like food focused or spending money it's just like let's take the dog out Mm -hmm. and then we can really just spend time together Mm. without like Mm -hmm. the other pressure i'm usually just texting my brother but i'll be in the back seat (laughs) and it's like we're on our way to dinner yeah it's 4 30 (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um, but uh, in the middle of all that is when, when Spike chimes in with uh-huh. his speech is one of my favorite things ever said on that show because it's like just Spike being honest. Yes, everything he says is freaking true, mm-hmm. 
And I love that speech. I love yeah. it so much. And uh, when he, I think he says like, um, history's not made from people making friends. Mm-hmm. It's like he just like reads humans like up yeah, and down. He's like, totally. this is the way we are. Yeah. Like, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and the thing almost like, I remember the first time I saw it, I saw it almost as like a, like, cause it is kind of, he is kind of saying like, get over it. Yeah. But the most recent time I've watched it, he's kind of saying like, people fucking suck, yep. man. Yep. Like everyone sucks. Like mm-hmm. everyone's greedy, everyone's shitty and everyone's terrible. Yep. Cause it made me think it's like, is that like Whedon's like answer to Howard Zen? Like how, cause yeah. he, he, he addresses Howard Zen through the entire thing and then mm-hmm. just spike comes in and just crushes it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think it's at least like a counterpoint. I but think, it also yeah. goes to what kind of we were saying about that that, that cognitive dissonance. Like we yeah. all go through life, yeah. you know, not thinking about the genocides that have brought us to the place where we are yeah. right now. Because you can't, you you can't spend all your time, or you can be like Spike and get almost nihilistic mm-hmm. and just be like, yeah, we're all greedy. Mm-hmm. We're all like, you know, it's it's like a if you ever try to only uh, buy from like uh, ethical companies mm-hmm. or eat only like organic food or food that like it becomes so difficult mm-hmm. because you end yeah. up just having to make choices between one morally gray thing and another morally gray mm-hmm. thing. Cause there is no way to live a pure life, I guess, unless you become a monk. Yeah. I, I don't know how you can live You'd a have pure to be life completely where, aesthetic. No, where your choices. I mean, I have an iPhone like that. Yeah. Those are evil. Those are evil. Yeah. Um, it's like everything. I mean, I wrote all of my notes on paper. Mm-hmm. Paper's evil. <laughs> yeah. You know, like everything we do is destructive in some way. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard because when you really get down to it, like nobody's living a pure life. Yeah. And Spike has like 126 years. Yes, he's seen it all. A vantage point yeah. opposed to like the 20 year olds who mm-hmm. were trying to figure it out. And he's seen it through his evil lens, yes. yeah. which is like, <laughs> I think, coloring a little bit of what he says. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because um, he has to, I mean, he has to rationalize his own destructive behavior. Yeah. On some and his level. thing's like, I'm evil. Yeah. We're all evil. We're all evil. This is what we do. If you had the ability to bite, to suck my blood, you'd suck my blood. So I'm mm-hmm. going to suck yours. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, it is an attitude. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, my, my thought is kind of just like, because I do agree with Spike in the idea that like everyone fucking sucks. Yeah. But. Every culture that has written history. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks. And, but, I mean, I don't see it as like a free for, like a, a, a like a thing where I'm like, okay, well now I get to be. You know, I yeah. it it more depresses me than like allows me free reign to like do what I want. Like I just yeah. more think like, man, because I remember like, like we're trying to do that right now with like it kind of gives you like yes. for that we're trying to do that right now with Donald Trump because everyone yeah. sees it now yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, we know where this heads. Yeah, this yes. where we know where this is headed now. Right. So we have to stop it now. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Uh, don't vote for Trump. Don't vote for Trump. I was thinking Trump. about Trump and I was like. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad we did. Because yeah. like that, I think, is because I think he has a similar attitude, too, in some ways of like mm-hmm. um, every t- the things that he also lies and stuff. But like uh, when he is called out for certain um, like Trump University or things where he uh, took advantage of situations in what people could call an unethical way. His attitude is very much like I'm a businessman. Yeah. I make money. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. Like I, I'm yeah. good at being a businessman mm-hmm. and so it's and you could i think that's how spike would justify trump's mm-hmm. behaviors but yeah yeah you need it's, we we can be better than our natures yes and i think yeah because because i feel like trump's thing is like well 
all the like all nations suck. So we need to be the suckiest to win. Right. And it's or, like, or set no, or like why have standards yeah. of not being uh, sucky? Yeah. <laughs> we could call it that. Like why have standards? Because yeah. what matters is us taking care of ourselves and everyone kind of is awful. So mm-hmm. yeah. And it, definitely an attitude of, I mean, he will say anything. Have you seen the video of him with the um, talking about the casinos? No. Oh, it's, it actually goes in this yeah. episode where he's talking. I think it's like casinos that are he's competing with. He's doing some like Senate here and he's like, yeah. he's like, well, if you look at them, they don't look Indian to me. Because I've seen Indians, and they're not looking, and the senators oh, just Jesus. like, well, I'm glad they didn't, we don't have, the Constitution doesn't allow us for your look test. Yeah, And he right. just reads the oh. Riot Act. And it just goes right, the, he yeah. doesn't phase no. him at mm-hmm. all. He's just like. No, I mean, he has aligned himself with white supremacists. Yeah. yeah. And doesn't say like, oh God, like, I, he's, he, he'll do what it takes to win, which is, makes me nervous mm-hmm. about November. But also, I think, I don't know. I do live in a little bit of an L.A. bubble. Mm-hmm. Me too. But in my L.A. bubble, at least it doesn't feel like we're surrounded by people who think it's okay to be so ruthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll stay in my bubble till it bursts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay. Me... Also, the bear is really scary. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard when the bear hugged her. <laughs> when it like no. goes into attack her. I no. laughed so hard. It looked so fake. It was oh like, wow. It was a bear. I just like Spike going, you made a bear. You made a bear. <laughs> and she's like, I, I didn't mean to. And he's like, turn it back. <laughs> but before that, most boring fight. And it's like, yeah, why are, they, indi- so why, why, why are the, the guys, the little demons not coming in the window? Yeah, when they were yeah, just standing. So and it was dumb. like so slow. And then when she shoots the arrow and he dodges it, it's yeah. the slowest moving. He's, 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 <laughs> he's just, just like. like huh? yeah. And it's just like, huh. like someone just like tossed it up there. That was a terrible fight, especially because we've built it up. They built it up so much. Angel had a vision about it. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's supposed she's supposed to when really did, be in when danger. Did Angel have a vision about it. Did that happen in Angel? I think it happened in an episode we haven't watched for the other show yet. Oh. Because this is. The I think it's going to happen that, at the yeah. end of Bachelor Party. Oh. Which we're oh, because we we're mixing up our our recording schedule. <laughs> Because this uh, is the year that Angel. The yeah. This is the year that Angel started, right? If mm-hmm. I remember, because yes, it started the exact season. same date yeah. on this season. So, like, mm-hmm. this is his first crossover. They did a little bit of a crossover with Spike because there was like a, a magic ring. And this is the first. An, this is the first, first Angel. Angel's Angel been on Buffy. Back. Buffy, yeah, yeah for this. Yeah, yeah he hasn't been on Buffy. And honestly, as m- much as he's a, Buffy, doesn't talk about it that much. Mm-hmm. As much as you would think, considering how big a deal she made out of him when she was in high school. Yeah, like. She really doesn't talk about it. It's much. it's much easier for her to get over him when she's like, y- it's easier to get over anybody when you're like, I'm starting a new life. Oh, and it's like I'm starting all this new yeah. stuff. Like, yes, yeah. Um. So yeah, though, though now she's she's flirting with Rye Dog. Rye Dog. <laughs> she doesn't know the depths. She, she loves thinks, those parted bangs. <laughs> I think yeah. I don't. I don't know what she likes about him. <laughs> I know he's, he. Was, I didn't like. I said, this is like when it for me. This is the season where things started taking off. This has yeah. some of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. in it. I mean, Hush is in here. Oh gosh, and, yeah. And um, something blue is oh, coming. God. Up. Yeah, yeah that's, something blue's next. Yeah. next. I can't wait. So that's good. such a hilarious episode. And that is just. I mean, it's when it really started taking off. And mm-hmm. like, and um, yeah. To me, though, I was just like, I was always just like, get this 
Adam guy initiative thing out of here. I'm yeah. done with yeah. these guys. Yes. I mean, I like that. I don't mind Riley as a plot device. Mm-mm. But like right now, they they don't have a ton of chemistry. In no. these two episodes, yeah. I like Riley. Again, I like him with Willow. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. glad he's around. I never thought of but, that. It totally makes sense with, yeah. with Willow. But Buffy, other than he's the good-looking guy who was introduced in the first episode that she hasn't already slept with, I don't know why she likes him. <laughs> the, yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I get why I like him. Uh-huh. Sort of, right now. Yeah. But I don't get what Buffy would have any... Like, she doesn't... Yeah. I mean, she thinks he's nice. And he, he is nice to He her. asked her if she did the reading. Oh, that, that was so, so embarrassing. And then he offered her cheese. Maybe it's the thing. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> oh, cheese. it's the cheese. It was the cheese. I do love cheese. And if a guy's offering me cheese, you're go, you're going from negative to positive pretty quick. Oh, my God. If you want to ask me out for melted cheese, like, ooh, let's ooh, get ooh. fondue. Get me let's get grilled cheese. You know what? I've never gotten fondue. In I've your never life? gotten. I've never, ever. Even dessert fondue, where it's chocolate. I have had dessert, but that was okay. like at like a buffet type thing, like at oh, okay. a wedding or what, even have a chocolate fountain. You yeah, melting in. pot was like a thing when I was in high school. It was, like, yes. would be like, let's go to the melting pot. I never <laughs> went there, but people were into it. Yeah. Is it good? It's, a, it's Is it just too expensive? Stuff in, it's expensive. It was like a bougie thing to do. But okay. if your bougie friends are like, let's go to the melting pot. I was a big fan of going to CPK. Love CPK. some reason. And I, it's so funny now because I will eat a whole CPK pizza. But at the time when I was in high school, I thought a third of a CPK pizza was like enough food. What? <laughs> That's a joke. I was like, this is the best deal at the mall. Like, even cheaper <laughs> than a pretzel. You could three people can split a pizza. No fucking way. I know. I, now I'm like, that's a serving of a, a yeah. CPK pizza. Is that's a like serving. your first bite. That with a salad yeah. and dessert is yeah. enough of a meal. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, I thought a third of it. Mm-hmm. A quarter, I was like, that's not enough food. Oh, okay. half. I'm like being crazy. <laughs> is but it I bad like, if I order a whole CPK pizza? A third of a CPK pizza. I was like, that's lunch. Oh my and god! It, like, Ryan, I was like, you're a different person now. I'm such, I've I've changed so much. <laughs> I've evolved. I still drink Diet Mountain Dew, but otherwise, <laughs> totally different. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but it seems like they, even though they like, like I said, they started Spike started taking off and Buffy started taking. It's like they just happen to have this bad initiative idea to me. Yeah, like it's like the Scooby started taking off, but the actual that season's arch. Yeah, the big bad. Yeah, it just happened at a bad. I feel like the time. I don't mind the initiative as much, and we haven't seen Adam at all. But where Adam ends up is, and I guess to people who've never watched the show before, we're just saying gobbledygook. But Adam, I feel like doesn't work for me. But Mm -hmm. the idea of the military or the government, um, having their own way to fight demons that isn't as good as Buffy, I like that. That, yeah like i like I mean, the idea of a special ops that's there to fight demons and also how buffy's better than them yeah, <laughs> yeah. that part i like but and especially like the also jumping ahead like the end of this season was one of those also moments like when you uh when i wor- was watching it mm-hmm. for the first time where they combine to make the super buffy yeah mm-hmm. that was amazing at yes. the time it happened yeah. i was just like oh my god and then you never see it again nope it's no, like do it. that should well, just remember, always it, like, be around kind of fucks her up remember when they make the super yeah. buffy Ugh. afterwards it's well, worth yeah. it though super buffy it was it, it your was so eyes cool. turn cool it was your so eyes cool. Turn cool and I mean, that's the matrix yeah yes. yeah that's the matrix we also the fifth season there's a couple cur- curveballs that get thrown mm-hmm. in in buffy's home life so like yeah they really a lot. Some of the threads at the end of the fourth season don't get picked up because yeah. things change. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is like that. I agree that the idea of it is really cool. Like, I feel like it's something that when you're talking about 
planning to write yeah. it. Like, this is yeah. going to be fucking awesome. And it's just a problem of, I don't know, execution. And then also trying to juggle too many balls because yeah. we've got so much happening with like now spikes in the picture mm-hmm. um, and the Scoobies are doing their thing. Yeah. And it seemed like it, it did seem like it was too much because just like now Angel's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's get rid of Oz yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, it's like they were trying to handle too much. They were trying to bring it on. Yeah. And I also think that both Angel and Buffy are better for having their own shows. Like, yes, we it's just better, I think, for for Angel. to go I do think the his show thing. is. Yeah, the show is more. The show doesn't have to deal with romantic angst as much. Mm-mm. Even the Parker stuff like she's heartbroken and Willow's been heartbroken over Oz. It doesn't take over the show in the same Mm-mm. way. Buffy and Angel's love affair kind of does take over. Yeah, it, it like yeah. overpowers everything else. Yeah, because it's not the main plot. Mm-hmm. It's like these things that these characters are going through while having to deal with like. Well, once a, you set someone up as someone else's soulmate, you either have Ugh. to go through the real life thing of like finding out that you're not right for each other and breaking up and realizing that soulmates don't exist. Mm-hmm. Or you have to hold that person as your soulmate forever. Mm-hmm. And it's so much easier to do that if they're in L.A. Yes. And oh, my God. Like it's fine. Like and I think and it's not unrealistic. I think a lot of people hold their high school love on a pedestal for a while post high school. Mm-hmm. Sure. Especially if it's like they're not, you know. Yeah. So I think I'm okay. It's Dawson's Creek did the same thing. I'm okay if you're if you like pick someone, they're your soulmate, whatevs. But then let's separate from them. Yeah. I'm more interested in your story. Yes. Not with your soulmate shit. Yeah. Because it's it is a And I never I never got into watching Angel yeah. when it split off. I think if I think it was because Dawson's Creek came along. I was watching <laughs> and Dawson's Creek. I was, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do yeah. it. <laughs> How much drama can you handle yeah. in a week? Yeah. <laughs> um, though it is kind of, it's also a cordelia show for mm-hmm. the first time. Like you lose Angel and Cordelia at the same time. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I, I think yeah. that changes the dynamic for mm-hmm. Buffy. Yes. It gives her kind of, I don't know. It gives her more to do. Yeah. I feel like because she has to take a lot of the like snarky, witty stuff. Yes. Um, and I think Anya also takes some of that too, of mm-hmm. like the comic relief, because a lot of times Cordelia was the comic relief. Yes. Yeah. So that now falls to Anya. And I, I like that we're now seeing like Anya's place within the Scoobies mm-hmm. and also now Spike's newfound place within the Scoobies. Yeah. It's like the Scoobies are expanding and it's interesting. I'm excited for what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Um, um, right. I feel like that was good. Yeah. Oh, I do want to say this, but we can cut it later. If sure, we sure, want. sure. Um, I really didn't. Uh, so most of the episode, like we said, they're very much doing the hard zen thing. Yeah, they're yeah. very much trying to like grapple with the reality of, you know, genocide. And then they make this joke that I did not like when, is when um, Buffy is like, doesn't know that the demons are outside. And she's like, it's OK. We're going to have a. it's going to be a nice, quiet, civilized. And then the Native Americans attack. Oh, yeah. Which. <sighs> Because it's saying, like, non-civilized. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that either. I didn't enjoy that. But otherwise, I mean, that was the only moment where I was like, that was a, j- I get the joke you're trying for, but also, eh, it's yeah. not in great taste. Yeah. It's not worth it. <laughs> no. No. Um. Although I enjoyed Spike getting shot a bunch. Oh, that, was, that, that was great. I loved his <laughs> chair falling Tied to a chair over. with a bunch of arrows in him. That mm-hmm. I want the action figure of that. Yeah. Like, that's great. Yes. Oh, that would be an amazing right? action figure. So cool. We could make that. <gasps> um uh do you have anything you want to plug pepper um i'll be in detroit in a couple of weeks for the improv festival with me and my partner laura um 
we play as Virginia Slim, so we're going to be up there playing in Detroit at Go Comedy on August 12th, and then we're both teaching uh, workshops um, on August 13th. Very cool. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Pepper. Thanks. This is fun. <laughs> I finally had a place to break out my mug. Yeah, <laughs> where it would be appreciated. This is a great mug. I actually got that, like, my friend Tammy runs this place where she makes, like, tons of these mugs, and uh, they're all, like, kind of Harry Potter-ish or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I requested this. I was like, could oh. you make me uh, a mutant enemy one? She was like, oh, my God, I never thought of that. Yeah. And she made this and ended up putting it online. And it's just it's I been bet. selling like crazy Hot now. Cake. I love it. But I had the first one because it was yeah. my idea. Yeah, first That's edition. the OG. It's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. What are our next episodes, Ryan? Um, our next episodes are Something Blue and Hush. Yay. What the I know. shit? Two of my I favorites know. right They're in a row. So good. What the fuck? I know. I don't know how we're going to only oh my talk God. for two hours. We are going to die. <laughs> I think we'll survive. Yeah. Okay. If you say so. I mean, I'm going to survive. Okay. She'll survive. Kelly, unknown. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on the show. This was really yeah, fun. This was really awesome. Thank you so I feel much. Like we got thank you. into it. We did. Mm. Um, thanks for tuning in, you guys. Have a great week. Have a great week. (laughs) Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.